Okay, this is episode one of What I'm Calling Stodcast. Um, this is the introduction episode. This was recorded on the 15th of August uh, with Hamish Finlayson from Dancing on Tables. It was a Monday night, just sat in my flat, drinking some beer, shooting the shit on life and music. Uh, it was recorded just before Dancing on Tables went and did their Scottish mini weekend headliner. They played songs with the new album. Uh, as a kind of feel to see how it went and I spoke to Hamish just after he said it went, it went really really well they played in Aberdeen and Edinburgh um, yeah I've been pals with Hamish for a good few years just such a lovely guy to talk to uh, there's no ego about him at all he's just chill to talk to just a lovely guy I couldn't have asked for a better episode one he well I told him I was so nervous before doing this I don't know why he was like it's chatting to a pal and it's like it's a bit different because you've got a mic in front of you and I've got headphones on and I've pressed record it's a bit different but now nah, it went really really well um, after a few beers I just would end up going off on tangents and stuff and it was just a good conversation it is quite lengthy though I will admit uh, over two hours not all podcasts will be this length um, like we said we just went on tangents and stuff and on daft stories since doing the podcast, I've learned a lot, especially audio stuff. Uh, there's so much stuff I'm going to work on and fix and change. The uh, There's also a lot of things I'm going to change about the way I talk, uh, especially stuff like, I say A a lot, I hate that. I say it like 50, 60 times. I also sound quite nasally, because I've got a bit of a cold right now. Uh, I've got a high-pitched laugh. That's going nowhere. That's just happening. And I say fuck a lot again also probably not going anywhere uh, we're going to do an introduction episode uh, me and my friend Reese, we're going to record something uh, we recorded it straight after the Hamish episode it just didn't go down as well as we wanted it to so we're going to do something later on in the future but we do talk about it in the podcast that that's what was going to happen after Hamish left um, so yeah we talk a lot about Dancing on Tables obviously being his band we talk a lot about the Dunfermline music scene because uh, uh, sorry, Dancing on Tables are probably the leading band with like Foreign Fox and Moonlight Zoo and Dunfermline these days. Uh, we talk a lot about their kind of earlier gigs and PGs and stuff like that. Uh, also, I'm well aware that it sounds like I hate PGs in this episode. We talk about it. I don't hate PGs. I love PGs. I loved working there. Uh, a great venue with great history. I just hated seven indie cunts with bucket hats, thirty venoms on a. It was Gold Friday. Nobody liked doing it, I'm sorry. Uh, so we got all the a lot of dates wrong too. Specifically, the album being released. The album gets released on the 14th of October, not the 23rd. As that's what Hamish told me, and that's what gets said in the episode. So when it comes out on the 14th of October, please go and buy a copy. If you have to stream it, stream it, but preferably go and buy a copy on iTunes or Bandcamp. Even better, buy a physical. Buy an old school physical copy that your mum and dad had to do back in the day. Buy a CD. They're getting vinyls hopefully pressed for November, December time. Buy one of them when it comes out. Uh, Buy a t-shirt as well. Just pay for something. For music, uh, I'm a massive kind of advocate on. I never use Spotify, and I get the daftness of me saying this because I'm saying it, and it's going to be on iTunes and Spotify too. Um, but you can't pay for podcasts. There's nothing I can do about that. But you can pay for music, and you should be paying for music. 
So please, when it comes out, buy a copy, help them, help them get to places they want to get to. And when you pay them, when everybody chips in, it gives them money to keep doing what you love to hear. And it'll send them to places like Paris and Dusseldorf, places that we talked about in the podcast that they loved doing or want to do. Um, so yeah, please buy a copy of the record. Uh, it comes out on the 14th of October. Uh, there's a story about a brothel, a story about a suicide hotel, a story about how Hamish gets banned from Uber. It is an all-around great conversation. A lengthy one, two hours, not all podcasts would be like that, but it is what it is. It was a fun conversation. Am I fuck trimming any of it? Uh, this is episode one of Stodcast with Hamish Finlayson. Hamish Finlayson. Um I don't know how the fuck you start a podcast off. Alright. Um I guess your name's a good start. Name's always a good start. For so um we talked about it before we start recording why we're doing this, what we're doing it for. Mm-hmm. Um obviously you are a great start for to do this because you're in the Dufferland music scene, you're in a band, relatively successful band by small band accounts, you know what I mean? Indeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, I don't know where to start. First question, so, where did you start? What was, like, you obviously grew oh, the up... the whole band situation? Nah, like, oh, even before that, so, like, where did you grow up on all that shit? Uh, well, I grew, I, I grew up in Crossboard. Yeah. Um, But that was kind of what kind of spurred on the whole, getting into the whole band thing was because I stayed near Robbie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, me and Robbie went to school together, stayed in Crossford all my days, just up until about April this year. Right, moved then, then I moved to the town, yeah. yeah. Decent. Uh, so, what, when you were younger, what was your first kind of music experience? Was it your dad <laughs> blasting shit? Uh, a bit of a mixture, though. It was, it was like the first band that um, that I kind of got into was Runrig. You heard Runrig before? That's no. like, they're like a Scottishy. Better than Runaways. Not so much DMC. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of different vibe. It was like it's kind of like Scottishy, folky, rocky sort of stuff. But only reason I kind of got into them was because I went to a few of their gigs. And when I say gigs, it was like live at Schoon Palace in Perth or something. Oh right. And that was one of my friend Ross. It was me and Ross's dad went. But then my dad, yeah, and he brought in the whole like Bob Dylan, sort of rocky or kind of stuff. And I just from there on, it was like Nora Jones tema. I think or Nora Jones is very underrated. I think she's absolutely. Is that the part that did the album with Billy Joe Armstrong? Maybe she's done. She's done loads of stuff. Her Is dad's Nora somebody. Her I mean. dad's that um, Ravi Shankar, the 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 oh, how do you call it sitar player. He plays all the Beatles. The slide thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play like, like Ravi Shankar. Lyndon. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Never he's a, he's like a like a world famous musician and like um, but obviously she changed her name, but yeah. Yeah, Nora Jones, and then just from there, just spiraled out of control, and then just like. So on that question, what was your favourite first band? Big Country was, I know it's, it's, it's cliche to say from Dunfermline, but Big Country was always the. Every cunt says Blink One Eighty Two or Green Day. You go for the local heroes. Oh, is that local <laughs> heroes all the way? 
Yeah, and it was always the first, like, at Fields of Fire in, in a big country. It was, like, yeah. the, on repeat for ages. That, um, uh, Live at the Battlelands, 1998. Aye, like, without, on YouTube all the time. What's it? Without, uh, without the Aid of a Safety Net. That was that album. That was the, the album. I'm going to get fucked if that's wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the Live Battlelands right. album. And then, I then that just, just kind of spiraled, like, like in here. Okay? I mean, it just goes, you just listen to one thing, another yeah. thing, and poof, just yeah. goes out of, like, madness. So what was your first gig? That was um, <laughs> first the run. The runaways. No, what are they called? Run. Who well, run rig. Oh, run rig. Yeah, Sorry, run rig. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. your first gig. That was the first gig I went. How old were you? Uh, either early teens or early teens. I want to be my yeah, but like oh, 12, 13 or something like that. Right. Something like that. Um, but like all in all, like when it comes to like going to gigs, like I'm because I'm playing gigs a lot like obviously you get to go like for example this weekend there's a band called everything everything that that are quite into they're quite kind of the great band but like i would never get to see them unless like we were playing that festival 110 above last weekend and if you're playing the festival it's like oh you get a ticket for the full weekend so that the bands that you wouldn't actually not saying it's a bad thing like you just like you wouldn't oh I'm going to go down and see them yeah. but for playing the same because you're there anyway yeah you'll yeah. just go around and see these other bands is that the one you dropped in top was there? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that was like fucking sweat down, 36 right? degrees in the van uh, on the way down, man. It was that. tough. It was tough for a van journey. And then there was all these crashes where they're sitting in the van in a traffic standstill for ages as well. Yeah. In that heat. Uh, it's it's not good, man. Like five topless men all in one van drinking beer in those temperatures. <laughs> so so what was uh, your first time playing the guitar then? Was it at school, right? You either get the tambourine, you get the foot, you get the flute, or you get the guitar. It was uh, again. It sounds pure cliche, man, but it's like my dad. Um, my dad played guitar, uh, and then um, there was always like a guitar lying around the house, kind of thing, kind of scenario. So I kind of picked it up, but it wasn't until like we went to school. Like I played it a little bit. Queen Anne. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Not sure. All the fucking. Acoustic guitars hanging on the wall. Aye, and they're, they're all shit. They're all like nylon strings. Nylon strings. Yeah, they're okay. all like, like. They know how hurt your fingers. Aye, that's it. They're all they're all like in bad neck and all this sort of stuff. And then, um, but when I actually kind of started, like I think like my like my parents thought, oh, he's kind of actually taking a liking to it. And then it was like on that premise, got a guitar bought for me, and then just kept on. There's like there's like guitar clubs and all this sort of stuff at school. Yeah, you just jump um, because I wasn't really good at anything else. In all honesty, like I just kind of. Okay, by the end of school, Ken had that had that many, um, like study periods and things like uh, that. Like yeah, like, three periods. Yeah, uh, like I don't really do much apart from like play I'll cards. Go to Wellwood. Yeah, go, <laughs> go get one of those little like, cock noodles or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. Is it a sound control? You get your first guitar. Mm. Kenny's music now, but sound control back in the day. Yes, it was actually. Yeah. It I was. Got a, my first one was a ninety-nine pound combo. Mm-hmm. You got like a black. Fender lookalike and a, a wee, amp. Yeah, a wee ten yeah. watt. Uh, like cut, the... cut a plectrum in the eyes. Ah, I learned smoke in the water. Then I learned Are We the Waiting by Green Day. Mm-hmm. And I gave up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing, though. Like, like those, see, when, see when you're like at a young age and that, and you get you don't even think about um, what what like makes the guitars or. No, or, you or, don't. Or, yeah, any, yeah, or, yeah. Are there any good or not? It's like, I've got a guitar, yeah, I've got yeah. an amp, and just start. I probably sounds like, terrible, but yeah. you start just. Ripping like it, tuning etc. As well, like, yeah, all that yeah, stuff. You think I think if it's in standard, 
why can't I play this? Or yeah, yeah. Play and then yeah. that one day comes along when you find that you but drop D is all about. Uh, yeah. And then, holy shit, oh, that's uh, you. Away. <laughs> <laughs> that's you. That's you on a whole new level. On a Google, I went to school, a, like primary seven. A, we had like a wee computer area, and had a, a printer, so that got like abused to fuck every cunt. Well, <laughs> me and this other guy who played guitar in my class called Daniel. Uh, we'll say play guitar. We just wanted to and learn as many Green Day songs as we could mm-hmm. just abusing that printer printing off every tab sheet for like songs like I could play barely play like ultimateguitar.com or something aye yeah. pretty much aye and it was all like it, I was expecting like you know the, the squares with the lines and it's got the dots where you put your fingers for that but it wasn't it was like actual written sheet music so we were printing off and we're like what the fuck is this man I, I'll, <laughs> I'll be dead dead honest right now like I'll be dead honest I can't read guitar tabs for shit you know I can I generally I've tried and tried and tried I can't do it like I got what was it, like I got my advanced higher music at school, just completely winged that. Yeah. See if like somebody's like, oh here's a I don't know here's a Biffy Clyro tune here's the yeah. here's the tabs for it. I'd be like, yeah. it'd take me fucking weeks to learn it. Uh, it's like, I, it. I know some guys can just sit down and just, just rip play it, it fast, up. and then obviously Mister Ferguson, like, you've got you've got you've got a one. Hold on. Give that cut an eight. <laughs> it's one of those ones, eh? One hundred percent. Right, so done at school. You got to dancing on tables. Mm. Uh, you formed that school, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're the year below me. Mm. I had Robbie in my year. I think it kicks. I left in two thousand and eleven, and I think it was just after that that he's kind of started. Was it just yeah. before that? Just after. Well, see, this is this causes some some. Some not so much arguments, but it, it's a. This would be a good argument to have in that thirty-five degree heat. Well, see, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's fuck else to do. Let's argue with the band originated. Like it's it's pretty foggy to me, right? It's pretty foggy, but I remember like like properly just getting like like um, at the time um, before Reese joined us, it was Michael was drumming. It was me, Gregor, Michael were, were playing like playing tunes and jamming out, and then Callum Thomas came in. Mm-hmm. And I was going to, uh, I was going to Harry Potter World, right? Of course you were. Yeah, but I was. I, the, 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 the thing about it was, I wasn't allowed to. Well, it was for like people in like a higher English class. At school. Yeah. So it was like it was for like the I don't know the like credit grades or something or something like that. You go taking the most morning. You're getting to go to <laughs> well, fucking Harry well, Potter. I wasn't world. allowed to start because it was, it was for like the, the higher classes and that. Then, yeah. uh, and but all my friends and that were going, and I was like, I was in like the foundation class, and I like, I couldn't, I couldn't fucking spell. Still to this day, can't spell shit. <laughs> and I was like, like a space opened up. And I was like, fucking, like I'm going, I'm, I'll go to Harry Potter World. So I ended up going, and when I went, the boys, got, I don't know how they got it, but they got a gig supporting Will and the People. You heard of them before? No. Um, and that was in Glasgow somewhere. I can't remember what you the You went to Harry was. Potter World in London. Yeah. And you got a gig in Glasgow. But Anna couldn't go, obviously, so the rest of the boys went and played this the first big gig outside of school. Uh? And played in Glasgow supporting this like this, this quite good band. Wait, so this this wasn't the first gig? No, this was the first we had done uh, like like fam like family yeah. parties and shit like that. I was right? gonna say it was Gig for Gambia, was that not one of them? Yeah, I guess you could say that was the first that was yeah. uh, for Dak and Laughter. I can't remember. Yeah. People, was that at Tuts? Audio? It was somewhere like that, man. I can't yeah. remember. There was like pillars and stuff. Maybe it could be staying like being stereo. Stereo, yeah, yeah. stereo. Um, but yeah, I, I was I was too busy like drinking like butter beer and catching magic frogs and shit and those, those guys <laughs> playing this gig. Um, but yeah, again, but good for Gambia, that kind of stuff, man. It was sick because you thought you were a proper like, uh, like, like, can you play playing for all these? Who people, was that? Like, 
um, that music teacher, he looked quite cool. He had tattoos on his arm and he was like, you need to cover them up. Oh, uh, Martin Livingston. Uh, Mr. Mr. Livingston. Livingston. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he used to kind of run that, eh? He's the, he, he's the OG, man. He's yeah. he's the guy that, that kind of really, like, that's quite, what I liked about, about Queen Anne was the fact that, like, if you took an interest in something, be it art or yeah. fucking music or whatever. They were decent. They were like, yeah. right, half the class doesn't give a shit. And the other yeah. guys were like, right, do this, do we'll that. just focus on Yeah, the, yeah, it was yeah. class. It was class. And, and like, I must say, like, from like me and the guys and that like it was really much pushed it was like i right, start do a band do play guitar all this sort of stuff it's quite good it's quite nice it was like they kind of nurtured your interests which is always good i think you know obviously mr hannah eh? mm-hmm. he was a he was a great teacher too he was another one like because he used to really have like piercings yeah i don't know yeah, how yeah. like this was like 11 years ago he comes to my work i see him quite frequently yeah, yeah i yeah. um but like years ago you can have tattoos and it's all it's, all it's changed in the last 10 years like but he got told take yeah. a piercings out, cover your tattoos up i don't know what it's like now but i remember coming into you have tattoos at school me yeah no, he did. He oh, had tattoos. He had all school, all school oh, teachers shit. had to cover their tattoos off. Eh? Right, yeah, uh, right enough, yeah. Because oh. I mean, my sister went to a thing and she was like, "I was at gig for Gambit. Mister Hannah had like things hanging out his face, like piercings." Uh. Like, you didn't see that at school, eh? So I'm I'm quite pally on the way. Eh? Um, I we're just we're just chatting about it and how like different things are. But he, I came into school one day. I had PE first period, so I just kind of came in wearing my t-shirt and it was an Iron Man t-shirt. He passed me in the clothes. Like, you like Iron Maiden? I man, eh? So I'd I'd uh, I'd CDT the next day, like second period, and I came in and then he had like in a few uh, rock and roll, like he had Guns and Roses, Appetite for Destruction LP, uh-huh. but the one that's got the the bird on the cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Get it on yeah. the robot and all that stuff. And he came in with like an Anvil DVD, and I was like, if you like, if you like this, listen to all this. Ah, see, and that's, that, that, eh? that's what I think that, that's what makes proper, a good teacher. Yeah, right? it was that's proper sound like, that is and. Uh, I remember we used to you, you could listen to music in the wood shop. Eh? Mm-hmm. He's like, I stick on like slipping the off was gone. Like, I if you want, me, I, <laughs> I, I totally. can do that. I'm sure. Eh? But, no, 100%. Uh, um, it was mental because like years ago, he was the te- he gave me my first funny exercise, mm. and I round off that and I see him there. I was like, still can't believe that. Eh? Like I got. Grounded for that. Cheers for that. Yeah, and you get your first punny man, and you're like shitting yourself. Like, I know. Uh, like, you, 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 you don't even think I can. <laughs> I can write Leslie Stoddart so fucking well with scribbling. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I get it. Starts off neat as fuck to start, and then by the end, it's just like a fucking mashup. <laughs> I like you. Hundred percent. But uh, he he's banging these days. Eh? He yeah. You never meant to go to Guns and Roses um, before it got cancelled. One of three great gig tickets cancelled. This summer, because eh? you bought a tickets the other day for something, right? Now, I got I, I, got, like I bought thing. tickets to Rage Against Machine on Wednesday morning. I was having a shit night, and I woke up the next morning. I can't like, fuck. I'm just gonna go myself, go myself. Just have a nice one. Nah, is a fuck. So that's Red Hot Chilies, Guns N' Roses, like a hundred and forty thousand fans let down in the space. Of, I'm sure less gigs were cancelled over COVID. <laughs> then yeah, what's actually happened aye. this summer, eh? Well, hundred percent. Brutal. Like I had a, one of the. I had a really bad gig experience once, and it was like one of my sort of, or me, not so much like one of my heroes now because like I mean, quite controversial, but he's a fucking racist. Is uh, is Eric Clapton right? Is he a racist? Oh, he's a racist man. Uh, yeah, of course he is. Like all, all these old interviews and stuff, chatting shit about like Jimi Hendrix and all sort of stuff, and then and Jimmy dies. Like, oh, he's my best friend. It's like, well, let's just rewind to yeah. this year, and then he starts just talking shit. Anyway, oh, great guitar player. All the rest of it that'll probably get cut. <laughs> we got we bought tickets for him at um at the hydro as like two of my pals were like yeah it's close to clapton and i remember paying 80 quid and we must have been 
Oh, I couldn't buy cigarettes at the time, so I was under 18, maybe 17. You couldn't go to your stand bill, you got a 10 deck, that's how young you were. Yeah. I'm all, the guy who in this area. Well, we're in Glasgow. Still oh, in Glasgow. Oh, Glasgow. Oh, right. so you go to a corner box now. But one of my friends was 18, um, my pal Chris, so he must have, he used to buy, buy fags with the kick. Yeah. But I remember being, so I must have been 17. And um, we were like a way, way up in, 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 the, in the sticks of the hydro, like a way, way, way at the top. Uh, and, and row XK like, or something. Yeah, and like Clapton was like a little dot down the stage. Yeah. Guy, he must have he must have played like what I don't know maybe forty five minutes if that, and um, played a few bangers and then it was like all oh, the lights kind of went down and then he kinda, he was playing he was sitting on on a chair at the time but his acoustic and he got up and he put his jacket on and we were like fuck it's like it's like it's quite like the whole piece is like oh what's happening what's happening mm-hmm. we thought he's gonna go out and come back on with like I don't know like yeah. a, another legendary musician yeah. fucking lights went up crew came on and started clearing the place up ah. Uh, explain why well this is it they were handing out all these refund tickets and, and I was like I was away in the sticks so I don't know yeah. who, how much money they paid at the very very front yeah uh, and then it came out on Twitter the other, like the day after I've been like he didn't enjoy the sound of the hydro so he was like yeah, I'm leaving I'm sorry if he didn't like the hydro try go to the fucking SECC yeah. a, a tin ceiling up a concrete floor uh, oh the worst just, yeah. just the hydro's like, amazing I'm not even saying that because I'm fucking Scottish like the hydro was made for music fucking yeah exactly you've played the hydro yeah. so you fucking know it, better than anything like, 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 it, it's yeah. absolutely mental. Like he just got up and left, and we're like, "Like, what's going on? What's going on?" Yeah. And I just, I didn't like the sound of it, and I was like, "Well, fuck you, man!" It's like I paid eighty quid, and I was away yeah. in the stick. So the people at the front must have paid some mad money. Yeah. And to play forty-five minutes, being who you are, I think mean, I was like, "Dick ass move, man!" Like, on, yeah, man. yeah. That's yeah, pitch poor, pitch poor. Fucking get them to the Battlelands the next time they make complaints. Can <laughs> get banged outside, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right, where are next? Where's my, where are my notes? Right, right. What was your first song you mind writing? Because all I can fit, so for what I remember, "Don't Stop" was the first kind of tune you had. But that was years later. Mm. That was that's only what that's what I can find. Well, write, writing's difficult because, like nowadays, do I do I personally like make me? I do very little writing, purely because it's usually Callum and Robbie will get a song together. Right. Mostly just like the melody and the lyrics and stuff, and they might write what other people. And you just come in and doodle over it. And we will just come with the music side of it. But again, back when Michael used to drum with us, like we had a, a say it's a studio. We had like a it was Michael's basement, and we had all our gear there, and we had a little cupboard and stuff, and we'd like Michael the amp for like a an SM58 and all that sort of yeah. stuff, like get everything everything right, like ready to go. And we wrote like like we just come together with these sort of tunes and. I mean, we did one called Susie, which was which was st- still to this day. Like, like we we got that tune together when we were at school, and Robbie was at a wedding in Poland, um, last weekend, mm-hmm. and one of his mates put it on because it was that's an absolute thumper. Like, it should be re re In my opinion, I, I is it on? Is it on? I can't. I'm really good at finding really old music. I'm fucking class. I I'm want, not looking hard enough to be fair, I want to I say can't. it's on like bands in town or something like uh, that or somewhere like his pal um his pal Johnny, um found this tune and it's rough as fuck but like yeah. see if you, if you re-recorded it it'd be an absolute thumper so what's your first would you say official release i said there's don't stop don't stop yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah here yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there it is dug it out for you man <laughs> there it is <laughs> see I've got, I've got i've got this i've got this aye see these yeah. are the aye this is probably like the first the first tunes that we did like um well, first, well, this is it. I first CD. The, 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 I think it's your only CD. I don't think you've got any more physical. No, we don't have any more physical. You're all CD. about the, the MP3 fish. Mixed by George Shelling. 
Oh, there's a wee kind of insert bit that says, Oh, thanks for doing this. Cheers for doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, waiting on Saturday, what's that? Aye. Like, Ono, oh like, all these, like, that track, Ono, oh has violins and stuff in it. And Aye. the guy uh, who mixed it, George Schilling, he's a big time engineer that our, our manager at the time, Neil Hamforth, knew. He got these, these, this, like, um, orchestra to, they sent on the track and they played all the violins and stuff and they sent it back. So it's like very, so, uh, it's a completely different kind of vibe to any uh, other, that's many, any other. Uh, you couldn't put that like, could you? No danger, nah, unless I get some violins. <laughs> Trying to get Callum Trainer, like, uh, he gives a few extra quid to get a violin player. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Okay, get a violin player in, man. Yeah, I, I, I worked to your release show. This is one of my first gigs, 2016. Uh, one, of, uh, one of my first gigs, one of my first shifts at PJ's. Oh, um, yeah, uh, my first shift was... Uh, Youth and Young. Oh, where, uh, where, where, where are they from again? Youth Ryan Galone's band. Ryan Galone? Uh, yeah, Big Tall Boy. It's like a seven or eight piece. There's like, I don't know, it sounds like Mumford met. I don't know. It's, it's a bit rocky, a bit uh, folky. Oh, I definitely recognise the name. Like, uh, I, I think I got a quote. Alice is in the band. They're, they're a great band live, eh? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up buying their album that night. It was just good. Oh. And then I think like, Two weekends later, you released that was the that was the first the, the first show. Yeah, that was, first headline. Um, maybe yeah. Um, it was probably or definitely our first headline, I'd imagine. But we played PJs before that, like supporting people. Yeah, that was my next thing because my first time seeing you boys was father son uh-huh. Christmas two thousand and uh, fourteen. Right, I was yeah. so fucking depressed that night because Biffy. That was the weekend Biffy played their three nights at the Barrowlands mm-hmm. and they played all six albums and they played all the rare B-sides and it was like three nights at the Barrowlands. Tickets were Did you gold. go to every night? Did I, f- I couldn't. Oh, right. Tickets were... I couldn't get tickets. Tickets were gold dust. Oh, like what? tickets, like... The ticket master... You're probably the like, biggest... Uh, you and Scott are probably the biggest Biffy uh, fans. I know, I know yeah. yeah I mean, like... uh, and it's... Oh, I was so depressed, man. I, like literally about punched oh. a hole in the computer. But I... That was... The, so the Saturday night, Very Gold Bliss is my favourite Biffy album. And that Saturday night, father son were playing at PJ's mm-hmm. and Biffy were playing at Glasgow. I wasn't going to Biffy, so my mate Callum was like, Oh, you'll like father son, you're a fan of Twin, you're a fan of the mm-hmm. Exorcist, yeah, fan yeah, of all yeah. that stuff. Come and see father son with me. And uh, I went, and it was what was Dove's first band called? Oh, he, he, was, radio, he was on first, he was in one with Grant called Radio Something, it might have been them. Dove was on first. And then, then Oscar Bays wasn't it was that it was, was it wasn't Oscar Bays. It was just Oscar or something. Is it not just called Oscar? Yeah. Maybe. It might have been Oscar, it might have been his was, first band. Was, oh, fuck, it was radio something too. Yeah. If if Dove or Grant hears this, then they'll be like, fuck it. It's like yeah. it's like radio something. Yeah. So they were they were on first. And then I deliberately came early to see you guys because I knew Robbie for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just played then it was Model Aeroplanes mm-hmm. who had seen support twin. Yeah, yeah, Dundee and in Edinburgh, yeah, and, yeah. and then they supported them in Perth as well. Mm-hmm. They were they were quite big, though not big. They were on the up for a while. They were, they were, they were like that rising band, and then they just kind of stopped. That that club, that yeah. song Club Low, yeah, um, and they were doing all right in the kind of Scottish scene. They could sell it like the caves, man. No yeah, bad. Like, I don't know the ins of it all, but like they were they were doing really 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 well. And then, like just... so, Ben Fabethe Claro gave my shout out in an interview once. Uh, I remember I'm quite I'm quite friendly with, with uh, Grant Grant Irvin and uh, uh, he was a guitar player from Old Airplanes. All right. And um and yeah I remember he posted that of 
Biffy giving them a shout out. Yeah. They're like the, 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 all these like big festivals and like in like Europe and stuff like that. And their tunes were brilliant. Yeah. Really, really good. Quite like, dancey, poppy, mm-hmm. kind of rocky stuff. We yeah. played a gig with them. Um, I think it was the last gig we ever played with them, and it was and uh, shit because it's shut now. It was electric I know you circus. I remember you told me this. Yeah. You told me the story because I seen Man. Pure Love in there, Frank Carter's old band, mm-hmm. and you told me it was another like pints of red wine. They were trying to get rid of all the stocks, so just fucking everything. Yeah, and like I don't know if this is true. I, re- I really don't know if this is true, but I can't, I can't even remember who told me. But somebody said to me or mentioned to me that Louis Capaldi was first on that night. I don't really. Know, I, yeah, it was, I don't. I uh, don't think he was. But somebody, somebody had mentioned. Oh yeah, Louis Capaldi had played that. Right. It was like before, you well, headlining. No, was it, it was model. It was model airplane for headlining. Yeah. It was Indigo us. Indigo Velvet. Indigo Velvet, um, more airplanes, and apparently Louis Capaldi played it before, but I, I, like yeah. before us, but I don't, I don't think that's true. Um, that was well before he's, you he's a superstar. Remember anyway, you know what I mean? Wouldn't... Yeah, yeah, but I remember, I remember the pints, the mega pints of red wine. Ah, red wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember those. That was such a good wee club. It was a karaoke bar, eh? It was, yeah. It was, it was right next to Waverly as well. Like, you were getting ripping. like quarter past eleven train. You could leave there at like twelve minutes. It was such past. a sick venue, man. Like yeah. go in and like. Had all the booths and stuff like that. Decent sized stage for the size of the venue yeah. was bar, but like I said, it was like the last, the last goodbye. Kind of, yeah. And each band like played really. It got super bought, well. and it never it got told it was going to be something. It's an art gallery it, or something, is it? But never did it turn into an art, an art gallery. Yeah, I got told it was going to be an art gallery. I'm sure, like four years later, it's still sitting empty. Ah, it's a shame. It was a hundred percent because it was sick. Like it really, really was a cool venue. Eh? Like, uh, but I was, I was just glad to be a part of the, the, the last, the last yeah. send off because it was like. See now you could you could get so many good bands in there. Even for like, say you could put like a massive show in Edinburgh. I, I don't know. Well, like well, you got liquid rooms. That's the kind of yeah, like eight hundred bar everything. Yeah, or like even what's that? What's it? George Caves, uh, Banshee's Labyrinth, something like that. Yeah, like a big like see, you get any big yeah. venue. I mean, like a wee intimate. Oh, a big show, venue. Ah, yeah, like, like a wee intimate one in, in, in yeah. Leicester Circus. And then by that time, people could just fuck off and get the train and go home. Ah, especially if you're from Fife or something. Yeah, like. ah, it's so handy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I'll, I'll let die modern planes ripping, and even in the Velvet man, they were they were fucking awesome too. Yeah. Um. Uh, so the back to the Fallerson gig, they mm-hmm. they were the main support for that, mm-hmm. and then it was Fallerson. That was on the Ironman Island tour. That was my first time seeing Fallerson. Oh, I'm so glad it went because I was in a stinking mood that night. I was like, oh my! Not getting your Biffy tickets. <laughs> that's the thing. Like on Twitter and on Instagram, every cunt was at Biffy, mm-hmm. and I was like, they're going to play my favorite songs. They're like, Very Go Bliss is just an album they never play fuck all off. Um, they just don't play anything. What, it's just, what, it's, what number album is that? That's number two. It's the that's one with sick. the girl on the cover. Oh, um, right, yeah, yeah. And it's they're all like six, seven minute long songs that are like mm-hmm. not exactly pop songs. They're all a bit needly and noodly and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just banging songs. And my favorite song on that is now the action is on fire. And they always do a stage dive at the end. And the Simon stage dive just looked beautiful. I've watched that whole thing on YouTube a hundred <laughs> times. <isn't Yeah. laughs> uh, so yeah, but I. Fatherson were great that night, eh? Um, that's when they had, who was the wee guy with the glasses? Uh, he works for King Tut's now. Oh, man. He was in the band, they were a, they were a four piece at the time. Not Chris Belton, no, it's. Who, Aye, I think it was Chris. Kind of wee guy. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was in the band at the time. Uh, and I seen him afterwards and I was like, nah, that was class. I went and bought I'm an Island. Mm-hmm. Got the vinyl up there too. Nice. Um, so uh, that was that was a good wee gig. So no, I think that, that, class. that was the best in a bad situation, eh? Mm, I'm no, so I, glad I went. Such a good big night. No, hundred percent. No, Fallers on a class, man. We've, we've played with them quite a few times, like up in the country, just at, at like I say, like not Random together, stuff. but like yeah, on a um, on a bill, like, like the yeah. fleece and the <laughs> or something. Cornwall. 
no, uh, I freeze Bristol. Is yeah. that Bristol? Yeah, I played on there. I think that was the last time we seen them actually. Um, but it's quite funny because I'm going to go a wee slight, slight tangent. Like we, um, there's a, a place called the Cottage on the side of Loch Fine. Um, it's a music cottage. So basically, you've got like a is it sleeps like what eight people or something. Um, kitchen, living room, little dinky wee cottage with a log fire and stuff. And literally, us ten yards away is a recording studio. Uh-huh. And you can like you, you pitch up some, right by Loch Fine, middle of nowhere. Pitch up all your gear, park your van, set up your full band stuff. That's where like we record most of the demos about. Yeah. So you can sit and get absolutely canned in this in this little cottage. Class. Wake up at any time. You can play to any time yeah. you want. But then there's like a little um, like a log book. Mm-hmm. And you can go back and see who like, oh, so, like so he's played there. Yes, yeah, so, like Capaldi, like he's the stuff there. Like Father Son's all in there. Um, Declan Welsh, all those guys. Like you can just go through all the bands of like Declan Welsh and the Declan West. Yeah, he's for a twin recently. Yeah, they've got a big Barrowlands show. Or is it two? One They're playing Carcody on Saturday. I've worked in tomorrow. I'm going to see Declan Welsh and I was like, all right. Yeah. Cordy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got they're on their way to selling it Barrowlands in uh, like a week's time or so, two weeks' time. Well, he's supported the band on, so that's, that's good for him. Like, mm, so ah, I'm yeah. not, I wasn't a fan of the band, eh, but good so That's their headline, yeah. I think it's their own headline. So that'd be, that'd be like, that's the dream, eh? Headline the Barrows. Oh, 100%. Right, on that note, when they get some beers, but yeah, yeah. I'll keep it recording and we can edit the Right. Thanks, man. Back to Chan. Yeah. Went for a beer break there. Right, uh, what were we talking about there? Uh, we're talking about, uh, uh, Father Fatherson. No, we're talking about that wee place. Oh, the cottage. The cottage. Mm-hmm. And you look through the bands, you've seen Capaldi's name and all that stuff. And... Yeah, yeah, all those guys in there. It's a cool spot, man. Like, um, like it says, you can go for, like, we usually go for like two or three days. Um, just set you can get like a taxi in that in the uh, Inverary is your nearest town get like a good pub in that like and it's just the book's the best part there's like yeah. um, there's peacocks walking about the place aye and like <laughs> pigs and stuff like that and the guy uh, Craig the guy that owns it Craig <clears throat> Craig's like yeah it's like once you're settled in man you just you can literally just rip it to like six aye. in the morning doesn't give a shit that's class Um, go to bed get the cans next day wake up fry up boom straight back to it that was like Sick. when we were practicing down in Berwick, it was a, a farm. It was like a long, a long windy road, like a farm road. And you went in a wee farm, it was a wee kind of hut in the garage. Mm-hmm. You could play as late as you want, loud as you want, fucking drink as much as you want. It was great. Like, fucking right, yeah, yeah. You just shut out to drive home. Well, so I was like, so I was like, like driving's the worst part. I right? know, yeah, well, our fucking bassist was in Perth. She was like, I'll come to you and then you can drive us down. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what's coming from me because I can't drive. I <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, Shit, like, oh, nobody drove but me. Mm. I'm like, do the shot. Get to the cottage, man. Know? Like, because like, there's even like, if you, there's a, a taxi Nothing number. to record, I'll just go. Like, yeah, honestly. Hamish Hill said, tell this was so sick. <laughs> there's like a one, ta- there's, like, one taxi in, the, in like Inverary and he's got like his own little like hut at the back of the pub. It's like a TV, sits and smokes, rakes of fags, drinks coffee and it's like, you give him 20 quid He'll come pick you up, take you to the the George Hotel we were at, and um, sit and drink. He's just like, I come and give me a shit when you want to go home. Aye. So he just sit and send. It's like, can you dig us home now? He's like, yeah, no, yeah. he's getting the van. He just takes you back home again. Like it's it's ideal situation. Nice. So when, that, when did you last record near then? Was that? Um, well, where did you do your album? Was that remote at home because of COVID or? Album was split up. So like, believe this or not, like we we must have like. Together, they must have written almost forty odd songs, like forty uh, demos anyway. Um, lots of and it was lots were over Zoom. Um, Callum Robbie rap with wrote rap. 
uh, wrote with loads of other people like from the states. And I was stuff. gonna say Dan something was in our rap band. Our rap, rap tables. They wrote with loads of people like over Zoom and stuff. Then we had like they went through a stage of like um, ca- like Cal would get like a demo together like acoustic and vocals, and he put like a drum like a just like Ableton or, or not Ableton like um, um like Garage Band or something uh, like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like um. Well, someone you get to pay like 40 quid a month for. I, and I was a sucker to buy it, too, and I didn't use it. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. You can put like a drum, a drum beat and stuff. Anyway, then Reese would, Reese would put an actual drum beat over it, and then we'd just like send this file back back to each other until we'd get something together. And then uh, then we used the cottage to like, we'll pick like, say, say at one point. And this is like over lockdown kind of thing. So I always forget lockdown lasted almost like two years off, on and off. So we'd get tunes together, then we'd fuck off with the cottage and be like, right, we'd say we've written, I don't know, like, say like I don't know, 15 songs we'd pick like the best five then we'd record a proper demo like over that like the period of the few days of like these five songs and then when it came to like the album we had like maybe 30 odd songs that were like solid decent demos and it's a bit narrowing it down so you could have like rakes of pish and then you'd be like nah we'll save that one from our time or that was pish or that was garbage and then yeah. down, like, these are good ones um so i'm thinking i'm not a musician but it must be hard to construct an album in terms of obviously, I don't know if you're about concept albums or if it can just be like you could pick twelve great songs, your twelve best songs, but they sound fuck all like and they're just not meant to fit together. You can make that kind mm-hmm. of album, or you could do what you guys are gonna do, and then you have all songs have to kind of not come into each other, but they've got to kind of have a purpose next to each other. That right? was a big part of it was the order. It's, it's deciding. I bet there's fucked up arguments. Yeah, yeah. There's five years, you know. Yeah, I mean? well, so, this is it. You've got five five different five opinions. opinions with, yeah, yeah, with everything, but like it five was, eagles. Well, this is it, and there's there was a lot of a lot of um, a lot of it was was trying to figure out like the uh, yeah like the order of what stuff like what someone's going to go after each one or how it would flow. Yeah. But the hardest part for me was like like when it came to like get a demo. And you think of all the fucking songs on the planet. They've all got these guitar riffs. They've all got these guitar parts. It's sitting down and trying to come up with something that's actually original. That you're not just like yeah, like not ripped. Yeah, or you, you, I could I could sit with a guitar and I'd be like fucking playing away. And be like oh, that sounds sick. I'm like no, that's not mine. That's like John Fajanti from the Kings. <laughs> or then I'll play something from there. It's like nope, that's Guns N' Roses. Or nope, that's somebody else. It's just like fuck. Like so, that was a hard part for me personally. Was just like. Getting a good, like having a good structured song, and I'm like, right, I need to find a guitar part to put in here that's actually like mine and not like yeah, a rip off yeah, of somebody uh, else. Yeah. It's actually it's not too, it's not, to it's not to say it's a rip off, but like influenced is a word. It's already yeah, to sound influ- something influenced. Influence is fine. As long as it's not note perfect, stolen off a fucking yeah, I mean, CD, you're yeah, fine. I mean, you, you know can't I mean? start like an indie pop tune with like the sweet cello mind. Ah, no, yeah, you, yeah, you, know, know. You, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like after that was. But I found like the difficult was the uh, trying to come up with something that was actually like oh that doesn't sound like anything really. Oh, it sounds imagine like... Robbie fucking you know playing keyboard day eh? like mm. oh, I thought of this and it's just a you know the thousand miles. Yeah, Robbie didn't think of that. We've got this this tune. It's at the very very end of the album and it's it's very piano based. A good a huge portion of the tune, and. And you hear it, and, and it, it could be a thousand songs, but it's not. Yeah, That's yeah. what I like about that kind of thing: is you could play a, a guitar part, a piano part, a bass part, and it's like it's on the cusp of being numerous things, but it's yeah. not. I like I that. There's like a billion songs out there. Yeah, and one of them is going to sound correct. Yeah, man, like hundred yeah, percent. And it's what's the word when you don't do it deliberately? Um, fuck. Man. Uh, unconsciously yeah unconsciously yeah, yeah. do it ah yeah yeah subconsciously, 100%. subconsciously even like there's like if there's like a whole rake of chords like see like man the, the, there's 
fucking millions of songs have the same three chords in them. Can't status quo made an absolute C D and G. Yeah. <laughs> status quo made a made a, yeah, yeah. a, a, a cool career of it. Uh, three, three Green chords. Day, just like three power chords. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. And but like, it's the amount of times that like you'll hear this like three chords beat whatever chords they are. And the the amount of guitar parts are that sound the same over that, you know what yeah, I mean? If that makes any yeah. sense. Like you hear the same three chords and it could be thousands of songs and then you start playing something over the top it's like well that could be that song that could be that song yeah that was a solid part of it so you've uh, thought of it now you've got the album recorded it's done and dusted yeah have we, have we got a name for it yeah it's called Colour in the Grey Colour in the Grey has yeah. that been announced yet uh, yes it yeah. has yeah, yeah. Right, okay. how many grey. songs have we got wait hold on the way for me are you getting a physical yeah we're working on it very much you're working on it well, I found this at the... Do the old school MySpace days, get a fucking... <laughs> go to Tesco, <laughs> blank 20 discs, no, <laughs> sharpie pen. <laughs> not even CDs wasn't... We were looking vinyl, right? Oh, vinyl's great. But the thing about vinyl, I only found it the other day, is that because of uh, uh, coronavirus, right? And there's... Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's a massive backlog. Yeah, yeah and there's uh, not that many vinyl pressing companies. No, no that's why uh, all the albums were locked and got postponed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like... I mean, I was talking... I get my haircut, like, oh, so do you, like, Dave... And Dave was oh, saying, you got too lazily for that. No, no, no. Sorry, I'm thinking I'm talking Dave. Oh, right. No, I got, no, no. I got a Dave up in David up in. Oh, uh, right, right. He was he used to be in Old Town. No? Oh, right. So yeah. this was like like um, uh, McCulloch in, in Old Town. He was like, um, he was waiting on a Sunstinger um, LP and I, who's that? Uh, Sunstinger from the town. No, no. All right, well, I'll get that cut. Out. <laughs> 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 I know, like Sun Sunstinger had um, had um. It was like Bill used to be in Moon, uh, Moon Kids and stuff like that. They they brought out uh, Moon Kids are a good band today. Two piece, eh? No, they've went from four piece to third. Yeah. No, they're no longer anymore. No, they're not. But um, but I the whole backlog thing. They released a vinyl and like during COVID, they just got it like what a month ago. Right. Was well, David in that band? Uh, David's in. Uh, David's. He's in, in Phone Fox, though. Right? Yeah, and he's, he's in Sunstinger too. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, he was in Phone Fox when I no, worked no, at PJs no. because I worked there. Do you mean the Belly Dancer? Yeah, yeah, EP. yeah, I worked that once, and I actually bought the vinyl for that. Mm-hmm. It was actually a decent EP. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had, yeah, the bass player, like they had, um, they had had several bass players, but yeah, um, and yeah, but I, but I vinyl, vinyl's hard. It's to, hard to get. Yeah, like if you've got like a like album comes out in October, and you could get the back. Like, are you going the, for splatters or are you going for color? Or like, picture discs? Who knows, man? Like, so like picture you know. We're definitely gonna get CDs. <laughs> So it'll be online and stuff like that but vinyl was a big push but the backlog would be huge but it doesn't mean you can still you can still sell vinyls and then you can get them when you fucking get them but well, you can maybe release some wins a tour in november time yeah yeah so maybe you could get it done by then yeah, yeah. i i just I, I, didn't, I didn't take into consideration how little i think um, there's a queue though i think and people jump queues like if a big, if a big band we'll just yeah, Metallica, even young, fucking out the way you lot, get you in first. 100%. And if you think about the amount of vinyls that will get, in, get pressed, pressed all the just, time, yeah. yeah. I miss seven inches. I don't know if you're like every band <laughs> would, would release uh, their main single mm-hmm. and a seven inch, and every can't stop doing it these days. Mm-hmm. The other band that kind of do it are Royal Blood that I like. Yeah, still right. doing it. I've got a load up there. Not that I play them, like, they're just, they're just good, uh, good to look at. Well, I don't know, this is it, like the. The vinyl hangs mad, like, because I like, like we all know, kind vinyl came back massively over the yeah, past like yeah. few years, and it'd be ideal to have like, and there's nothing better than have, like a solid, kind of like look about this room now, and like in the, all the solid copies of music. Yeah, but a huge backlog. I'm glad I did it in here. It's such a vibe to no, I totally to yeah. chat with no, hundred percent, and, and it's like it, 
to have a solid piece of music is, is great thing to have but yeah. you know oh you can jump on spotify jump on youtube it's not the same as like putting on a like, good needle putting it on or even that cd you know what i mean i remember um, talking to i can't remember what band it was <clears throat> i think it was either i'm sure it was either fatherson or excess i can't remember who it was we were speaking to either murray or ross about this mm-hmm. i can't remember who it was I remember speaking to them and they said one of the best feelings they ever had is when they got their first test press mm-hmm. off their album on vinyl and you're like, this, yep. this, uh, this is me. 100%, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On a record day. I think that's, I bet that's some done, you know what I mean? Like 100%, man. Like, even, like, like, like I've played guitars on, like, a couple, like, the, a couple of Oscar Braves tunes. And, Have they got LPs? Uh, no, no, I think, I think they're just uh, CDs and just, like, like, online stuff. Yeah. Um, I played guitars on that because I was with, with Oscar Braves for just a short spell. Uh, played on one of their tunes and Pindov went on his own stuff so yeah. play, played on some of that and, and it's a good feeling like even like, having your own album where it's all you it's like fucking oh, like, I made yeah. this this must be yeah but like even like putting on like a Dov or Oscar Brave track that, that I've been on it's just nice having like a so, like oh like I was yeah. involved in that like yeah. that, that was cool like, like it's, quite, it's quite a that's why I'm fucking raging my band never worked it. Like, <laughs> I just I just want, I just wanted to make I just wanted to make a wee C D R write my name on it and go, I'm done. <laughs> but no, I am looking forward to that moment having just like a, a like an LP, it's just like I just yeah. like I put a lot of a lot of fucking a lot of work into it and it, when that feeling comes I'm looking forward to it for sure. 100%. Yeah. Just get some kind of proof then and then search. There, there's a few LPs down there where it's like names are spelt wrong mm. you must feel like a total muppet for like you're like, that person worked so hard that I can't even spell fucking Christopher Kreslin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one as a belter recently. I, I can't remember. I'm not going to make it up, but uh, Robbie got something ordered or or, or some, a letter or a package or something recently and they can like, a catastrophic mistake on his, on his name on McSkinman. I can't remember what it was. McSkinman? McSkinmilk? It was like, ah, uh, like fucking Skidmark or something. Like, it was something like that. Eh? It was like, it was something along those lines, eh? And I was like, fuck, I don't like get a bunch of vinyls pressed and it's all just fucking, like, the most terrible mistakes ever, eh? Fucking like ham sandwich and fucking shit like that. But no, I, 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 it lobby thoroughly looked over. 100%. So what's the release date for the album? It was the 23rd of October. I, I, I'm, I think and I, you're doing yeah. Aberdeen and Edinburgh like tunes this weekend this weekend yeah so what are you doing for the release so you're doing a um, I don't know if anyone's been around I'm not sure I've done my I've done research but I've not done proper research uh, well, we, we'll be touring when it comes out we'll be, we'll just be touring it like um, got a bunch of uh, dates for because it's the back end of October so start of November we're just going to tour that's about. just gigging season eh? yeah, yeah yeah 100% um, and it's a whole visa thing man I'm trying to get um, trying to get because you can, it's, it's mad, and because like, like our labels in in America, our managers in America, and there's so much potential for Scottish bands to do like, like yeah. the whole love the whole Scottish thing. But visas are such a fucking ball ache because um, it's 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 like about twelve grand to get five guys a visa for a year, uh, and you, that's you, even the flights. That's even the flights, and even like. Um, you could get a, a what do you call it, um, an Esther. So we, we got an Esther the last time across. And you can go across on an Esther. It's like a part. Is that you went to Texas? Uh, Nashville. Nashville, yeah. yeah. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. but you can't make money. So like you, you can go, it's technically like a holiday visa. So you can oh. fuck off and like and, and, and play gigs, but you, can, you, get you cannot gigs. get paid. You I... cannot sell merch. You can't do fuck all. So we watching get, you like. Well, this is it. So this is the thing. It's like, well, yeah, you could totally go across and like, 
fucking can send it, do, do what you want. But I don't know what the what the the charges of what the uh, yeah if you get caught if you get caught we'll store sell a t shirt for fifteen dollars yeah just get the... fucking punted out the country yeah, I don't know like, yeah. but to do it all legitimate it's it's expensive so that's brutal um hopefully try and get out there back in the year like maybe September or something back in September so that's something I want to touch up on your managers Green Diesel manager is yeah well it's, it's our 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 la- our label um has merged into a different another label of Enki Records. Which is our our old label, um, Fenko Weedma, who's Grammy Award winning um, songwriter, merged with Pat Magnarella, who used to manage Green Day um, back in the day, and a whole bunch of other other bands. And then our, our new manager, um, Mark, um, used to manage like Prince, um, uh-huh. um, Megadeth, um, Goo Goo Dolls, all these kind of guys. Prince to Megadeth. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, big jumps, big jumps. Um, Purple rain, rusting. Uh, yeah. I can see the resemblance. So like they're all like they're all like like big big like big deal cats, but they're trying to. It's like it's like it all hangs on there. Like come to America and do it. Like yeah, you can do so much in in Scotland and stuff, but like it's all very. It's just it's expensive, man. There is a net on Scottish kind of touring mm. so far. Like you, you can get so big and then. You say like King Tut's nice and clean, maybe get the garage level, but there is mm-hmm. to go further afield, like a lot of a lot of the music I listen to, like a lot of kind of hardcore metal and all that, they always say Germany is a fucking the best place. See if you can yeah. make it in Germany, you can do like what band is it I like? They're just they're just doing a pure oh Death Vanna. You yeah, yeah Europe they, in general. They, they're just crazy, doing they're just man. doing a German only tour. Yeah. Before they do a UK tour because the Germans out there, they put they they're a, they're they're somebody that like like they they like they put money into music. Mm-hmm. They're not just mm-hmm. like so. I'm I'm against Spotify. Mm-hmm. I don't like using it. I'd rather physically buy the album. And I always do. I either purchase it on iTunes or I or I buy the LP or the CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're the exact same over there. Over there, the e like mm-hmm. especially gyms, they just buy everything. Plus, they buy and it, merch it keeps, too, man. It keeps everything up. You know what I mean? It's folk like that. Having physical merch is a big thing. Like like yeah. I'll admit, like we slacked on it because well, we're trying to get merch for the whole album. I keep on burping my last beer. Um, <laughs> But like the we're not drinking but, yes water guys water um, but like the like so you, you see you could you could play a you could play a gig man and say like I don't know you get paid like what 200 pounds for it right and like we, we do it in a way that you like nine times out of ten we'll play a gig and the fee will go either towards um recording fees van hire uh, engineer like, like whatever it is oh, it kind mm-hmm. of covers your your, your uh, overheads and but see if you go to like Europe and stuff like even like we played again in Paris and like if you see if you go across to Europe not only will like, you'll get paid well yeah. you'll get looked at like like catering yeah. beer and then everyone goes mental for your merch Aye. so you see you see you have like a, a like I don't know like this has been talking to other people like so you can play if you say gig in like I don't know Germany for example like Berlin for example yeah. right so you get paid I don't know. What's the currency? Is it euros? Euros, euros yeah, yeah. yeah. So you get paid like, I don't know, 400 euros. You could pretty much make like three times that just sell on merch because they just go yeah. daft on merch. I've heard Hamburg. Yeah, it's uh, and crazy on Dussel, merch. Dussel, Dusseldorf. Yeah, Dusseldorf. Yeah, Dusseldorf. Right, um, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, one of my main goals is to go to right. Germany for a gig. Apparently the fan base over there, especially the metal mm-hmm. fans over there, are just like insane. Is it not um, uh, Rammstein and all that? Oh, uh, Rammstein, are, yeah. I'm not a big fan yeah. of Rammstein, eh, but Motorhead, they're, they're mm-hmm. my favourite band. Mm-hmm ever and uh, they were like apparently I knew folk that went to the UK tour and they'd go and on to the European days mm-hmm. and apparently the European guy just fucking 
If you yeah. think the Badlands on a Saturday night's good, fucking go to Hamburg on a Tuesday, you'll see a difference. Holy man. Like, and just, it's what you want. Just Europe in general, I think, is a lot more just like... Nicer. Just nicer. And, and I, I couldn't get over like the... And I, I'm, not, I'm not shitting on, on, on Scottish venues, but like like we played like thousands of gigs where you'd go and... Um, like, oh yeah, you're playing a, like a headline set, and I don't know, say somewhere in Glasgow, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, right, here's that. There's five in the band. It's like, right, here's a crate of like ten beers, right? Two board. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like, shit beers at that, yeah. right? You'll get, you'll get like a crate, and that's your rider, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, oh great. So like, you end up black, like I, I don't drive, so it's like, I usually have a, a bit more to drink than everyone else does. Buy your own drink and stuff. But I went played a gig in Paris, and they had like wine, beer. They had like a, like a whole salami tray, pastas, breads, all this sort of stuff. Like you own like like toilets, kitchen area, mm. changing rooms, taking so, care of you pretty much. What they should be doing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like we've played gig before that like, you get like a Tesco meal deal and a bottle of beer. It's like get fucked, man. Like I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not like you know what I mean. Like I'm not like I'm not, I'm not not by any means like not by any means acting like some sort of fucking rock. So that's like you're twenty six and a fucking BOT and a packet of squares isn't going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, like like, like, like nothing like that. Like I'm like I'm not trying to be some like egotistical cunt because yeah. I'm not, but like. If you're playing a playing a gig and stuff in a venue, you, it 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 reflects the venue in my eyes that you get looked after a lot, yeah. like not through like big grand gestures, but like no. here, like tut's awesome. You get your dinner, yeah. you get teas, coffees, a fridge full of beer yeah. and juice, awesome, fantastic. You get a whiskey if you sell it. Yeah, well. yeah. You, you got a bottle of your own. That yeah. kind of thing, like to me, is 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 brilliant. But some venues, I think, and it could be could be cost, could be budget, probably yeah. is, and I totally get that. Could but be promoters you, being greedy. Yeah, exactly, a hundred percent. But I think all that aside, I think Europe have it great because they're just like they treat you like kings, man. So, oh, come play a like we played that um, Supersonic in the middle of Paris, and we're like the second band. Oh, I've that. heard of that. Actually, yeah, yeah, cool venue. Yeah. We're like second band. It's got it's got Supersonic on the on the back. Yes, right? yeah, it's got like yeah, a I've seen it before. Weird tiered yeah. venue, smart, yeah. really really cool. And um, we're like the second band on like a four band bill, and um, it was like oh, okay, what night was it? I want to say it was like a Thursday. It wasn't like a prime night, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and we pitched up in that and, and got like looked after so well. Yeah. And we're like, and, and all the bands that are there, by no means that they're they're not massive bands by any means, like nah. us included. Like there was like, not massive bands. We got treated really well. Yeah. And that kind of thing, in my opinion, goes a long fucking way. Yeah. As a venue, see if like you went like played a venue and they're notorious for just looking after bands. Yeah. Got my sign me got, up. Yeah, you've got yeah. you've got me on your side like hundred percent. But other places are just like, oh, come on, man. Have you got any European shit lined up? Not as of yet, but um, I think it's on the card soon, man. Like, we like we did Paris in under 26 hours. Like, we just got a rapid flight, went, played, got canned, flew back in the morning. Nice. But again, like, it's the whole travelling, the whole money. Um, money is always tight when, like, you're a, when you're a small band trying to, like, trying to do something. Can you yeah. get offered the good the good gigs? Can you, oh, we've got a gig in Paris, or I've always said to you, boys, you're always on the kind of higher tier of small bands. You're not you're not first on mm. playing to the band and their girlfriends. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like, like, you're, you're doing good. You know what I mean? You are yeah, doing really good. Try 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 trying to do good and stuff, and it's the I think that's that's the hardest level when it's when you're like you've not you've not quite hit the point where folk are like oh fucking it's kind yeah. of momental over you they've got a DOT tattoo yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like but like, you're doing bits and then that's the hardest part because like we've all got day jobs okay and we're, we're, we're all graphically yeah. and then you've got 
the price of living than it is mental. So, like, um, money is always tight. Yeah. And then you get offered, like, we played that um, festival outside Birmingham that weekend there. And then it's like, right, so we've got price of diesel, van, we'll go down camping again. And it's like, 30, played in 35 degree heat, like, roasting hot. You played in that? Yeah, yeah. Uh... But then you go down and it's like, we think that it's better just taking the financial hit out of your own pocket, not the band's yeah. pocket, your own yeah. pocket. Yeah. Just to go down. Well, that show, means you got the right attitude. To put it show down. face, and yeah. like you never know who you're going to meet in these places. Yeah. It could be that one like, person that's watching you. One hundred percent. Like it could be that one, that one person that goes that band are class. Can and you can make these, fuck all. Yeah. You can you can make you can make yeah. enough money to pay your diesel for the van, mm-hmm. but you've met a whole bunch of contacts. Like, yeah. And to us, that's more valuable than than yeah. a fee. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we'll we'll we'll, we'll use the whatever is like hundred and fifty pound on the van and that. But then we've met X, Y, and Z. We've, yeah, we've done this, that, and other. You played it. You can tick it off the list. I see you've done it. That kind of thing. Yeah. I think we. You played. You seen a band? Didn't they? Didn't they think you'd go see? Yeah, like band called Everything, Everything. Everything, Everything. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't go. Didn't, you wouldn't go and see them, but you were, and I you're w- glad you did. I'll be so. honest. I wouldn't. I wouldn't travel down to Birmingham to see them, but yeah. like the stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm in the same festival. Yeah. I'm going to see them, like 100. Yeah. Um, and it's cool when these little, like, especially in the summertime, you've got these like that's a smaller festival. Man. I don't know what the numbers would have been. I don't know. Maybe, like. 1500 people or something it's like based on like a farm um three stages um quite small quite dinky but like really really nice and when, especially when you're touring about in england and stuff it's the same bands on the same circuit so it's mm-hmm. like we played um camden with them um, oh is it sad boys club like i don't know like a month ago or something and then they were playing the same festival, so like you, you kind of yeah you meet you bump into bands that you played with like, have you done any like gig swaps yet like, so I've got a mate down in Newcastle. Their band just headlined uh, Head of Steam in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the band that supported them are doing them a favour by headlining in York, mm. making them the support. Are you done any right. of that stuff? Like, um, No. Um, I mean, I, don't, I know that uh, Oscar Braves did with a band called Arcades. Um, they did a, a gig swap. In fact, we did. did, we, do, did, we, do, did. we, uh, what would they call it? Uh, the band called Deep Sleep. We um, they played. We played with them down in Newcastle, and then they played up in PG Malloy's, and they're having afters at Robbie's mum's house. Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, we did uh we did that a tour with Moonlight Zoo called Dance in the Moonlight Tour. When was that? Um, that was how long ago was COVID? What's that like three, like four, four years yeah. ago or something? Was it? So we did like um, like the both the just the two like the both bands um. Uh, what what are Moonlight? Are they still are they a three piece still? Moonlight Zoo. Ah, they're still um, four piece or a three piece. One, two. Because I've worked. I used four, to four four piece. Right, I worked two of their headline shows every both Christmases. Sure as fuck, they got a Christmas slot. Mm. Um, and it was when Gumsy was in the band. And when I left PG, was roughly when Gumsy left Moonlight Zoo. Mm. I didn't actually see them again. I wasn't sure. Yeah, four, I where they're what they're still doing if they're still sure. playing in that. Aye, four four piece. Right. Um, but yeah, we did this tour. Like, it was like Inverness. Um, Ironworks? P- um, no, it was Tuttencore or something. Um, Inverness, Aberdeen. Tunnels? Um, no, it was... Stud- uh, Studio 54? So Belmont Street. No, am I talking shit? No, I, I was on I was on um, Belmont Street. It was... Um, ah, it begins with a D. Drummonds. Drummonds. Nice. Drummonds. Oh, nice. And um, we played drummers loads of times. So I touched down there, but yeah, we kind of played like 
those guys had like the one night we supported yeah. and X, Y, and Z. That was good. It was good crack, man. It was like over two like, local bands helping each other out over a weekend. You yeah. could bring folk that they won't bring, and they'll bring folk that it they won't class. bring. It was class. Put like at the that vegan place on like on Great Western Road in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember. Great Western Road's when I get tattooed. This so I've walked past it a hundred times. Ah, uh, I can't remember the fucking name of it. But yeah, oh no matter. So you played there. Played there. Nice. Um, and then was either good. A couple of vegan beers. We actually did a cool thing down at Loot Maniac down at the, where we rehearse uh, down at Liam's bit where um, it was like a, we we named like a, a private gig, but it wasn't. It was just kind of like friends and family and like a couple of people. And I was just in the big rehearsal room and just took turns playing tunes and stuff. Nice. So it was quite cool. Um, just like it's a good chance just to play new stuff to see what folk thought of it. Yeah. yeah like it was very much a completely relaxed. Uh, With the album, was any of it, any of it already been released? Was, was it play, play, play? That was the last EP, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. any of that stuff, or is it any recycled, not recycled, but like any songs that have been redone? Play, play, play album? was a bunch of remasters. Yeah, because that had, uh, was it Rivera? Yeah, Rivera was Rivera, on that. Sorry, Rivera. Oh, uh, was it Missing as well? There's like remastered tunes. Um, but there's only been one song out of the album called How Do I Get Back to Her came out a couple of weeks ago. It's the first single. We've got another two singles to go, I think, before the album comes out. Right, so you could drop over the next few weeks. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and they'll all have videos. The first three singles will have videos with them too. Um, you got them. You got them uh, recorded. The what the videos? Uh, um, well, aye. So how do I get how do I get back to hers? Out, it was done. The boys just shot the so what one the other weekend there, and they've got one more to do. Uh, what are you doing for it? Is it? No idea. Hand, hand on heart, no idea. You just fucking idea. turn up. I just show up, man. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Uh, I know that it's so... I'm no driving. You yeah. can decide what we do. <laughs> the, the so what one was a very solo video, so there's a lot of just Robbie. Um, it's kind of like a mad, sort of very rocky sort of love story, but it was very much just Robbie and Cal. Uh, not the two of them. Just well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know what the, what the, the next one's going to be. I have no idea. Um, but we shall see. We shall see. Bang! Sorry, mm-hmm. making some, making some, opening some beers here. Right. One thing I want to chat to you about. Mm-hmm. Uh, this reminds me of the old days when I'd be bored as fuck on my own, mm-hmm. and a Scottish water advert would come on. What there? How? How did you get that? <sighs> I'm going to be so honest. So we're drinking Scottish water now, aren't we? None of oh, us. That's it. Just, just so, beautiful H2O. Yeah. Cheers, man. Um, nice bottled H2O taste. Uh, I love that glass With some vegetables. Yeah. Um, you know what? I, 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 I don't know all the details, but I think they were, I think, I think, I think, I think they put it out being like, like a poll or something, being like, we need music for an advert. I think, don't call me on this. And we just sent them either tune O and and yeah that, that, that that's great um, but I remember that the funniest thing about, about that I don't know all the details about how we got it but I do know which is fucking hilarious back fuck, but four or five years ago or something just after we got it well no about four years ago yeah about four just after we got that um, we got invited to, to play it was the grand opening of like so Scottish Water were putting out all these like fountains. There's like one. There's like for runners. Yeah, <laughs> <basically fun. laughs> 
So there was like there was like I don't know if it's still there, but there's one up the road by Costa. I don't know if it's still there. It's like outside Marks and Spencer. There's a fountain, Scottish water fountain. Nah, there's just a there was a guy protesting out there last week. <laughs> um, it gone right? Uh, he, he probably stood on that. You see the no vaccine thing. <laughs> just a guy standing on a fountain. fishing over it. Um, no but, vaccines, no water. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like that. It was like a it was like a fountain, like a water, like a like a fucking water thing, full of water bottles and stuff. Um, but it's a p- big part of their campaign, and I'm not shitting on the Scottish water because we all drink it. But um, it's fucking tasty comparison to that shit you get in Tenerife. Yeah. <laughs> as I found out, even as, London, man, uh, even London, London that, yeah, that yeah. orangey taint. Oh, 100%, <laughs> you've got to boil it before you can drink it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit. But like they had this, um, so they, they put like a fountain up in in, in the town, but and but I'm going back to when they first did the whole campaign thing of like they were promoting. Um, get a water bottle and just it was like top up from the tap was a campaign so it was like don't use plastic get yourself a nice water bottle fill up go to bars go to whoever fill up a water bottle from the tap scottish water blah blah, blah. and it was on george square in glasgow is that the big square in glasgow george uh, square? what i mean and um we got um we got a couple of guys from uh, duncan and that from substation to come and help us so basically had this big fuck off scottish water campaign it was like nine o'clock in the morning they had all the guys in suits, all the CEOs and that, of all the Scottish water stuff. And there's you. You're <laughs> wearing a marquee, right, with amps and guitars ready to fucking rip it. And it was a big, big crowd in that gallery. And it was like, oh, this is the, the start of the campaign for Top Up From The Tap, blah, blah. It's like, take it away, boys. <laughs> and then we start playing, oh. So we're sitting playing the song, da, da, da. Everyone's like, yeah, it's great. It's great, right? Stop. Somebody else comes on, gives a speech. This fucker's sitting talking. I was like, right. Play the song again. So we start playing. Yeah, play O again. So we play the song again. When I don't know if it was the police, but like somebody showed up, it was like you hate to turn this off because all the the, all the fucking government buildings are like trying to work, and we're just sitting ripping it in George Square on a Monday morning. So we got turned off <laughs> at nine o'clock. Yeah, we got turned. It's like right, pack your shit up and go. So we're like, oh, we can't play anymore. That's like we're only playing the same song over and over again. Did they not just use the first take? Well, this is so like, <laughs> just fucking they were, it. They were generally like, no, this is far too loud. It's like it was like a Thursday or a Friday or something. Um, but it was like, yes, yeah, it's not as far too loud. So there's office office buildings, there's people trying to work. You hate to turn it off. So we just packed a shit and fucked Last up. Last night, oh, was a three and a half minute song. Surely they could have, like, mm-hmm. yeah. It was literally that kind of vibe. It was like somebody sitting talking, right, play the song. Da, 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 yeah. Play the song. And it was like, right, cool. Somebody else would come up, start talking. Play the song again. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It was like, not too loud, right, fucking bolt. So we just packed a shit up and left. Still got paid for it, though, eh? Still got paid for it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was back in my bed by like 12 o'clock. Like, it, was like, it was like easy done. It was, it was easy peasy. That's class. That was funny. So that was, yeah, that was like your kind of first, not decent, but it was quite a big thing to happen for the band at the time. It was 2016, yeah, yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you'd been, you'd released a bunch of singles. Like MP3 downloads, whatever at that point. Yeah, I mean, nothing big. It, it was like it was the, the coolest thing about that was just the fact that like you're on the telly. One, yeah, and even like like again, like you'd be at work or something, you'd listen to like I don't know fourth one or, or Kingdom FM or something, and it's like I know your tune's not getting absolutely blared out. Like, oh, this is the next single from from Daft and Dave or that. It's like, oh, so there's there's no song in yeah. the water advert. Kind of, it's um, quite a cool thing. Like people like you've been watching stuff on YouTube, and it's like you're waiting to see some like. I don't know some mad video and it's yeah, just like the Scottish the, water comes uh, up. Like, it's quite cool, and and they've been really good for like. I never press skip now. By the way, I, I always listen. <laughs> <to> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Did I fuck? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was quite a cool thing to have, just to like 
like you get texts now like oh i can see your tune and stuff and like, yeah. plus like obviously that's not a, obviously not a global thing but just having that one little thing for your country is quite cool yeah because you know that everyone in, in, in your country is drinking that water they're listening yeah. to the adverts it's, uh, it's on yeah. the radio it's like and um apparently it got shazammed loads loads of photos it's like a an app on your phone. Oh, is that like, sorry? Is that the recognition one? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. To find a song, yeah. So that's good, Robbie was saying that, like, apparently, when the, the, the advert came out, that um, the Shazams went up crazy because people just nice. listened to it. It was just kind of cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, madness. As Keith had told me, it was in the old inn. Was it someone with, with you one night? Mm-hmm. And it came on. He was like, "What's your fucking song?" <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Though, like your guitars I, playing through a pub. That's ah, it, was, it was cool. It's it a cool thing to have. For yeah. sure, sort of till the grand bands again. It was it was quite a smart wee thing to have. Yeah. Just when did it go off? How long did the adverts last for? That's it, a it's, well, it's still on now. Is it? Yeah. That so was six years ago. It's still on now. So uh, I hear it um, at fourth one. It's just any time Scottish Water comes up, we're still the tune. In fact, recently we had to. Want Are you getting paid per play, by the way? I'd be looking into this. <laughs> no, it's like they a, just can't be us paying some other cunt to write a song for them. <laughs> I think it's so like, they're just reusing your shit. <laughs> I think it's like a six month renewal thing or something like that. Eight not six ago. years. <laughs> not six years. But we had to do it. Um, it got remixed and, and altered and fucked about with a little bit um, yeah. for the new advert. So it's like it's the same song, but just like. Yeah. It's going to change a lot. It's the bit. same song, so we don't have to pay you anymore. Yeah, much. well, no, the motherfuckers are still paying. So. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair right. enough. <laughs> right. Back to the notes. We've gone off a tangent. We're on an hour. That's good. Oh, yeah. Right, no, nah, that's nah, good. Uh, right, lineup changes. You've had one mm-hmm. as a drummer, eh? Mm-hmm. That was, that was it. Was it Reese? Uh, yeah, yeah. So um, our other drummer, Michael, got a. Um, still one of my best friends and stuff, but he got mad busy with his, he works for his Apple genius, the Apple stuff. All right, okay. So his work was getting crazy, crazy. Right. And um, he wasn't like mad into the, like, I'm not trying to sound like some big fucking like rock star cliche thing because it's not like that, but can, if you're a, like a smaller band and you're, you go on tour, it's like fucking we're touring. You need to want it. To so you go it, out yeah, and then you yeah. get you get you get you play the gig and you get pissed up and you yeah. sleep in some strange uh, like I've got a funny brothel story I tell you about. <laughs> like you stay in these crazy places yeah. and then it's like you, you wake up feeling shit and like an eight hour drive back home. Yeah. And he wasn't a big fan of that, which is fair enough. Not a lot of folk would be keen for that. His job took control and stuff like that, and then um, uh, we parted ways. He's doing really well with his stuff, and then. At the time, we got Reese was playing with Moonlight Zoo at the time. And, that was um, it, yeah. I thought mm, that, yeah. Yeah, and so we asked to borrow him to start off with. He was like, Reese, can you fill in? At the, for, and he's like, Yeah, 100%. And then I don't know how many gigs it was down the line. And he was like, Ah, can I stay here? So it's like, Well, like, sorry to the Moonlight Zoo guys, but I can uh, Yeah, they got this uh, great military drummer, this guy called Richie. He's brilliant. But um, yeah, we kind of technically like, kind of stole Reese a little bit. He was like, ah, I'll just hang here and chill. So. Uh, was I, that pre or after Dancing in the Moonlight too? Uh, after, I think. I was going to say that. Was like, was like, <laughs> there was no bad blood around him. Like, Reese was just like, no, nah, like, 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 I'm keen for this. And it was in the whole situation. He could have done two sets. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you've got, like, yeah, I, um, there was no bad blood involved whatsoever. Reese was like, yeah, I quite fancy this, blah, blah, blah. So that's the only change that we've had, really. Um, just a drummer. Um, yeah, that's literally been it. We've been, had certain gigs where some of us can't be it forever and we've kind of got a rule it's like unless it's something pretty major Drastic, yeah. you've got to do the fucking gig man so you ever pulled out a gig um i have not pulled out a gig actually 
Um, apart from the Harry Potter world scenario. <laughs> 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 um, but no, I have, um, I've never put a gig. Too but, busy dodging death ears yeah, coming yeah, 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 I was too busy giving it a fucking whack in the wall, man. Whack in the one sound of it, fuck it. I was too busy ripping that back in the go. Uh, but no, I um so I know um there's been a, the occasional time where like um there's a wedding and I'm no Gregor couldn't do it for some reason. Um can't remember what it was. But um a good friend of us, Ali Omani, he jumped in. He's a great musician. He just jumped on and played bass, like stuff like that. It's like yeah, some some gigs can depend on what it is, depending on what's happening. It's like well, if it's just like a wee twenty minute set, and one of the boys is like, oh, I've got fucking, I've got a, I don't know, a wedding or something. It's like well, yeah, acoustic or something. Like, you know, you can always scale yeah. the gig down yeah. depending you can on, work on, with it. Yeah. on the setting. You know what I mean? Like you can't really like, oh, we'll just get a session player for. it. Unfortunately, you're not at that level yet, where like the hardcore fans at the front will go. That's not Hamish. <laughs> I can yeah. Hamish, you've dropped two feet. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Right, brothel story. Let's hear it. Oh, right, man. So, like, we played a gig, right, and it was, it was, um, it was a part of a of a tour. Not like it was a big tour. It was like a five day tour or something in England. This is like kind of just before COVID time, and it was in Liverpool, right? And uh, and at the time, our dear friend Neil Johnson was kind of managing us at the time, so he was booking all the all the accommodation. He was dealing with all the money. He was like talking to all the promoters. He was doing all that whole kind of side of thing, just making our life easier. And, uh, <laughs> and we went to play in Liverpool, and uh, and we're all in the van, big fucking nine seater van, just sitting chilling out. Like we're in Liverpool now, right? Cool, whatever. Where's this? And because we were at a, band, a, a band at this sort of time or like this sort of level it's like everything's got to be a budget man you can't be splashing yeah. out on big fancy hotels because no one can afford it you know what I mean so it's all Airbnbs um, Ibis budgets unreal okay, and that kind of thing you said it you ever said it St. Enix in Glasgow I haven't no, no. it's like notoriously it's like 17 quid well each this is good for what, for what you get it's right next to the cat I, house too Oh, even better. Yeah. This is the thing. Like, see, I, Ibis hotels are they're, they're cheap, but they're, they're not. I was they're, I was gonna say cheap and nasty, but they're cheap, but they're not nasty. They're just yeah. class for yeah. the money which you get. Fine. Yeah, yeah it, like, it does the job. You get a wee biscuit with your coffee. Yeah, you're literally just showing up, sleeping, and yeah. then fucking off again. Yeah. But this, if I was it in the same, t- this could be on the same tour. Um. Anyway, in Liverpool, and uh, we're parked on this like dead end of the street, and. It was like you imagine like a like a cul-de-sac or something, and you're and you're just right down. And but other at the end, it's just like a pavement to another street. So it's like we've got to kind of go all the way around. But it's like that's where we're staying. It's just like a it's just like a door with like number twenty seven or something. And Neil's like, I'll go suss it out. So we go to chapter's door, and they're like, Yeah, this is, this is it. So we get our bags and stuff, and we go across. And like, shit, you're not calm, right? We're going up, and it was like when we went in the doors, it was like a corridor, maybe I don't know. A few meters long, and there was four doors. There's two sets of two doors, and it was girls getting like 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 women getting like their nails done, hair pampered, this kind of thing, right? And then this guy led us out the back through this kitchen, right through a workshop. Where there was these massive like, guys bigger than me with their taps off, sawing wood and shit. <laughs> You're like, can I get a shift? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Going through like so, we went through this like like salon, um, like right down through this kitchen. Through this workshop up these spirally stairs, we get in. Is like this is your bit, and it was one room that sleeps eight people, right? Uh, but it was like mirror on the fucking ceiling, mirrors on the wall. They had like a pull out what they call 
one. They like the pillar. Like a sofa bed. A sofa bed, but like yeah. everything was just a little bit kind of meh. Yeah. And I was like, uh, don't go upstairs, there's a toilet here, and X, Y, and Z. Don't like, go upstairs. And I was like, oh, yeah. So you want to go upstairs, like, right? Yeah. Upstairs. <laughs> Kitchen, and that. it's just a weird setup. The room just had weird kind of vibes to it. So I went upstairs, and it was like those Venetian blind, sort of like, um, sort of sick, kind of, I don't know what you call them, those French sort of like um, dressing room, kind of like the blinds you can kind of fold up and stuff. They're very like, Pattern. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like, I want yeah. to say the word sexy. Those kind of sexy fucking like blind things. Yeah. You like, just see shadows through. Yeah. Them. yeah. It was like, like sexy like masks. Silhouettes. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. masks and shit. Like sexy oh, masks, yeah. masks oh, on the walls and everything. I've never seen a sexier bathroom. Right. Huge motherfucking bath. And then the rooms had like single beds with all the fucking masks and shit. All this, it, just, it all just screamed brothel, the whole fucking thing. It's all, all numbered doors and stuff. This is the thing. You should have shot. You should have thought in your, in your head, right, right, this uh, is this, an uh, opportunity, boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> Talking get, about looking after your guests. <laughs> get, the oper- get the iPhones yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the videos on it. Right. Let's save money. Let's make a video now. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking, it was, it was madness. Right? It, was, it was one of those kind of places, right? And you went out and, uh, and but there was no sign of like, the girls downstairs that were getting like like pampered up, there was no sort of like rhyme or reason of why they were there. There was, there was no like salon like welcome to Stacey's nails or fucking some of like that. <laughs> it was just like a fucking grid door. Can okay, girls not get their nails done these days with the big question things? <laughs> not a place like that for sure, man. Like I mean, but then on that same tour, we were talking about shit hotels. We we went we were playing in um, Bristol. Was it Bristol? I think the police in Bristol. No, it was after the no. We played the rec, was it the record store in Bristol this time round. I can't remember. Anyway, we had looked. Um, we had booked an Airbnb, and uh, and we got a text after the gig, like literally as we we're about to leave, being like, um, so that like, you know if you book an Airbnb, say it sleeps eight people, and you're booking it for four, and then a party of eight want to book it, they just pay you off and take really? the eight people. Yeah, so it's like. Well, we're wanting eight instead of four. Yeah, no money. Even though you're, yeah, even though you're, pay, like, you're paying for it. So we got paid off by this Airbnb. Um, so we went. We we're like, fuck. Like we have, technically we know where to stay right now. So the nearest place was called, and I'll shit all over you, cunts, if you hear this. It's called the the the, the fucking Coventry Hill Hotel, right? Half a star on TripAdvisor. Right? Half a star. And, uh, yeah, worst, so no biscuit with the coffee, no. Man, you got toenails with your coffee, man. Oh, right? nice. I sh- Shit you not, right? We went to this place. It was next to the motorway. The the side of the building that was adjacent to the motorway was black with all the fucking stew off the oh. cars, right? Half a star. We go in and there was like three people that had been to like an ABBA tribute thing all caked up in all the makeup and shit <laughs> just sitting out there passing in, in, in the foyer bit. And I never... that one guy with his finger raving, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I never knew this was a thing, right? We went, we went up and the guy was like, yeah, like, what was it? Six of us. It was like, um, you want a smoking floor? And I was like, a what? And I, never, and I, and I thought it had been illegal to smoke indoors in hotels and restaurants. Since, since 2007. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're like, smoking floor, kind of like, like a couple of the smoke in the bars, like, no worries. We got up to Is that just floor. a warning that the downstairs was on fire? right? <laughs> 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 but honestly, the photos of the, on Trippers Visor, the breakfast, it looks like it's just everything's floating in, in unknown liquids, right? <laughs> And we go up, and it's just whole floor just stinks of hash. The entire floor. Oh, Me and Robbie go into this room. The cups aren't washed out. There's the biscuits oh. are been eaten, can, and the place just stunk of hash. There's ashtrays everywhere. 
I slept fully clothed, uh, right, on top of the blanket, on top of the duvet cover, right? You could open the window all the way out. Like, oh, I'm yeah, talking like... The, yeah, I'm not talking yeah. like any fucking suicide prevention. I'm talking yeah. like you could open this all the way out. Yeah. And the hotel was that depressing, man. Like, I'm not, not surprised it opened yeah, the whole way. It was, know, it was, it was, yeah. The whole place had a horrible vibe to it. Surprised on a mattress at the bottom of the fucking window. <laughs> I, it, was, it was honestly a horrible, horrible place. And uh, and all the reviews are like people like man I slept in my van like I like uh, I had, how like, much was it man it was cheap as fuck like I want to say it was like under thirty pounds a night for six years. I want to say what each like like but like per room kind of thing thirty quid each honestly like no it was a two per room so say sixty oh, so quid a night or something yeah still quite it's barely. called the Coventry it's probably should, it had to get knocked down like I, I hope it's knocked down it's called the Coventry Hill Hotel. It is absolute shit storm. Aye. Absolute shit storm. The only other one I've done I got I know that not that got knocked down was fucking Fred West's house. Fred so you're telling me <laughs> that, that hotel is just as bad it's as Fred Coventry house. Hill Hotel is absolutely horrendous. What a disgusting place. Honestly horrible. Yeah. That was a tangent and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Still a really, really bad review on TripAdvisor there. Couldn't be right now. We'll talk about it for 15 minutes, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I don't know where to go next. All the things I've got written down, like, we've already kind of half-chatted about. Mm. So it's gone. Um, let's kind of go back to the, the Dunfermline kind of shit. Like, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Your first headline in at PG's, you don't really remember it. Not particularly. Not no. in, like, a bad way, just, like, no. What was the last thing you played? I can't remember that either. We had a headline... No, the last thing you played, I tried to get it off, and I couldn't fucking get it off. It was the first gig back after lockdown. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. And I couldn't, it was a Friday. Sold out. Could not get it off. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It yeah. was awesome. It was class, yeah. Um, I, I played a whole bunch of... Uh, I said a whole bunch, maybe like two or three um, album tunes, just testing the water. It was awesome. Yeah. Plus, like, at that time when gigs were happening, people were like, yeah, fucking... But still, at that point, everyone was getting COVID. Did it feel weird? It felt great, it felt weird, but it, you still had that sort of... Um, this isn't the same. Yeah, not as Kind of, kind of not. Like, I still had the whole kind of covid sort of like, I don't want to get it. And even though almost everyone I was with got it, but apart from me, I think they're off the booze bottle. So I made a point about this, the fact that if you're on the stage, you're... Well, everyone's breath is pointing mm. towards you. Well, like... So if PG is sold, what, 350? You've got 300 breaths. If they sing along to your music... It was daft, man. Like, that's 300 fucking this is what I don't COVID. get about Covid was the fact that like like by the end of that night I had my top off which is not a good sight drinking oh, lots of is. beer all over my face just like partying uh, no that's after oh, it. this is after partying like <laughs> Croatia or something Ken, like, uh. just going pure daft and um, and my sister and my cousins were like hiding, not hiding away but they were away in the corner not mixing with many people they all got Covid and I got nothing uh, I was hugging the- everyone kissing everyone like Top tops off, cover myself yeah. in beer, partying like crazy, and then I was completely fine. So it was a kind of weird gig because, like, I don't know, COVID was just picking who it wanted. Weird. I was thinking about COVID. I remember um, I was I was following Twin Atlantic around the country when COVID hit. Um, I did five gigs with them, and the last gig was in Newcastle. That was on the 9th of March, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that gig, I got COVID at. Because yeah. two days later, I kid you not, it was. I know a lot of folk think COVID's a myth, and it's just an extreme cold. It oh, was it like sucks, it was. Yeah. It was horrific. Like yeah, it yeah. was the worst I've ever felt. Like she needed to live with, moved out. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, I looked like shit, uh, and it's the first time in like three years I phoned in sick, 
Um, so yeah, yeah COVID very bad. All, man. Like we had the that was like our biggest tour to date. Like I well, think, this was going to say like yeah, you yeah. were on tour at the time, and I think you were in it Newcastle. The, it was the start. It was just the start yeah, you, of like a seventeen. day Did you run. not do? You did the two Scottish gigs. Did the two Scottish and then gigs? And you did Newcastle. Newcastle, and then we went to the Cottage. That was it. Yeah, yeah. So we had like we thought we'd break up. We'd play like the two sort of like Scottish shows, be class. Do a quick while in Newcastle, then we'll just quickly nip back up to Scotland and then just sit and chill in there. And it was, just, it was fucking scary, man. Because yeah. it's like we sat in the cottage and knowing that, like, I took two weeks off work, like 17 days, like, took all, all the time off work. We had, like, got all the gear together, all the guitars, everything. everything That's your biggest kind of tour to date, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it was going to be, we were buzzing for it. And we're sat in this cottage, it was pissing the rain. And we're trying, we're trying to get this demo down. And it was just like, BBC News pinging off on our phones being like the whole world's going to go into this like lockdown and um, this virus is like fucking killing so many people and we're like this is like the start of a fucking zombie apocalypse man like we are stuck in this like shitty let's say shitty that's wrong shitty weather this beautiful little cottage pissing the rain sat here kind of in the middle of nowhere away yeah. from our families and stuff and just been like man like the whole world's like Falling apart. That sounds like you know the film The Strangers. Mm-hmm. You see how we knock the window, we get all going. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah. So we just sat there and like we thought, you know what, we're just gonna get have some few beers and that. So we made dinner. We had a few beers and that. Like like turn our phones off. Let's just fucking chill out. Oh, great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Next morning, it was like we to get home. Like the whole world's going to fucking. When shit. was this? Then was this like it was before... March? It was well, yeah, it was, but um, like that month, like we were due to go down to somewhere in England, like the day after. Yeah. So like we were due to like I think it was maybe uh, I I'm gonna make this up. Say it was like a I don't know. We were at the cottage the weekend and we're due to go down south on the Monday. Yeah, because the official lockdown that my when I worked uh, through in the bay, mm. they got shut on the Friday, mm. uh, and I was off the week before. So this would be the Sunday yeah. then probably. Aye, right. And it yeah. was just like we're just sat there thinking, fuck man, like we've taken all this time off. Yeah. And sunk a lot of money in it. Yeah, it was just shit it was that. scary though because we had this we had we had the van had the van with us. We're just sitting there chilling out, and it was like fuck, like we might actually just have to like cancel everything. So the news was getting that scarier, and it was like one of those things you're you're just sitting thinking, fuck, like is this actually going to happen? Is it is it real? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Then it was like right, you need to actually fucking go home and like lock yourself in. Yeah, and it was like right, this is pretty serious. So we we, we said like like. Tourists cancel, blah, blah blah. On our way home, we're like, what's going to kind of go on? So like, when we're dropping each other off, we're like, well, it's kind of like one of those like end of the road. And it's like, I'll see you when I see you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, Have you survived? <laughs> I'll see you at the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, it's like, I hope we don't fight over the last fucking sausage roll, man. Like, know. You know what I mean? It's like, and it was, it was, a, it was a weird moment. Like, it was, it was daft. Like, just being like, sort of, don't know when I'll actually see you next. Like, don't know yeah. how this is going to last. Like, and. Fucking like she so did three gigs out of seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Because it was Aberdeen, then it was Edinburgh. I, you played Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I tried to go there. It was a Saturday again. They Stop were playing gigs on a fucking Saturday. Here, it's clear Tuesday when I can get off. They were probably like, if you put like the the the, the hydro what like the, the two support the catfish support mm-hmm. things uh, uh, shows out the question. Those two gigs were probably the two best gigs I'd ever ever played. That's part of my next question. Not question, topic. Mm. Right, so the catfish, that was November 2019. Yeah. Yeah. 
I remember that happened. Mm-hmm. I was so fucking buzzed for you. I remember messaging you as soon as you got it. I was like, I'm so chuffed for you. It was mental. Um, I was, I was so do it already, was it not? Mm. Pretty much. So, no it chance came about ridiculous. You got it. You got it like three days beforehand, I'm sure. I remember like, we were playing in Leeds and it was a, a I can't remember the name of the venue, but it, it was lit. More oh, could have been. It, it was a, it was a basement. It was a, and I'm talking as a smelly ass basement. And it was, we were on tour with a band called Only Son at the time, right? And Only Son, that was their headline. And they had a bunch of people coming over. It was going to be awesome. And uh, and it was a smelly basement. But maybe, let's say, maybe not even a hundred cat. Again, small, uh, smelly basement. Monty's. Yeah. And and Neil Neil Johnson got like a, a, a DM on Twitter from this guy. And he was like, I can't remember the guy's name. And he's like, what's the guys doing in three days' time on the... I don't know what days it was. It was a Friday and Saturday. It was a Friday and Saturday, yeah. And uh, your, your uncle Angus went in and he put it on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, yeah. Neil got the, the message and he was like, right. And at this point, we had just sound checked. Two bands were separated. They were away doing something. The only son guys. We were in the van, and he was like, right, don't freak out. He was like, I think the guy that's DM'd me is Catfish and the Bottleman's manager. And we're like, what? And he's like, just let me quickly delve into this. And he went on to Twitter. He's like, that's definitely who it is. And uh, he was like, what's the crack? He goes, oh, so basically it was uh, Twin Atlantic were supporting them. Um, and then they pulled out of those two shows. And basically we know a guy in England um, who was basically, who knows cat, the Catfish guys. And they had asked him, um, Scotland bands, give me give me a couple up and coming bands that would be good for this. And yeah. they gave us and this other band. Who's in that band, you know? Uh, Retro Video Club. Never heard of them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so it was between us two. And apparently, the, um, their manager gave Van McCann, the front man, being like, right, here's your two bands, which one do you want? And he picked us. So Neil was like, right, that's totally cool. Cause it's awesome. Told us. But we were trying to, we had to keep it a, a secret the day after so we could to release it. So we went back to this Only Son gig knowing that what we were going to be doing in three days without telling anybody. We were set played the show to 60 people or you something. You were even playing the show in your head. You are like, fucking, I'm playing the yeah. Hydro in two days. But then it was days. like, literally, it was like, right, all systems go. It was yeah. like, right, I need to get X, Y, and Z, guitar set up, guitar specs, blah, blah, blah. I've got um, uh, eight metre long guitar cables. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get 20 metre long guitar cables. All this kind of thing. Kerry's to, music now. Yeah, <laughs> has to get these things in, in consideration. But the thing that I shat myself the most about was the first one was um, P&J in uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah. So we got all the gear together, everything was quality, ready to go. But when we had picked up the van and we had picked up my amplifier, and I've got quite an old amplifier, and uh, we went round the roundabout by the wee Asda, and I heard my amp in the back go bang. Like oh, falling over, it's in a flight case, but bang! And I was like, "Oh dear, says that didn't sound healthy at all." We go up, and it's like twelve thousand people or something at P and J. We get up there, sound checking, and I turn. Did my... you not stop to check the amp? No. Oh, I'd be like, I'd when... be like panic attack went... in my mind. I'd be like, I need, I need, you need to pull over. <laughs> so we got up to P and J, sound check. I turned my amp on, and I went, oh, and I was like, "Oh, fuck!" I'm like my amp is fucking shagged. Van, yeah. Van. <laughs> so I literally fucking gave it a right hook and I went, <laughs> and I was like, right, nobody touched this fucking thing until we're finished again. So my arm stayed on from like 
two o'clock in the afternoon to I don't know, like nine o'clock at night or something. Yeah. I had it on the whole time. Same in Glasgow the next day the hydro turned it on, cough, splutter, sparks and shit. <laughs> Bang. Right, no one touch it, it's fine. So the whole amp is it? It's a, a Roland GC one twenty, it's a solid state um amplifier. Expensive, but old. It's 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 I say old, it's it's about ten, twelve years old. Which isn't yeah. expe- an old for an amp, but um, it's got it's solid state, which means there's no valves or something nothing in, that in it. But it's got a big reverb dish in it, which can shatter easily. Right. So when I get it, so by your right hook, it just shattered it back into place. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it ended up getting it fixed after that. But it was it was very touch and go. It was yeah. like turn it on and hope or the punch and go. Work. Yeah, <laughs> and it worked. So it's like right, no one touch it. It's working. Everything's totally fine. Right. Um. But yeah, that's okay. But it's just madness. Like um. Yeah, uh, what was the dunk I can imagine like obviously your first your first gig at like first um, Headline Salt PGs that would be some dunk walking it to like, your friends and family it was a, yeah, you've like, had a few kind of bigger gigs since then but I bet like I sold out Hydro and I sold out yeah, um, yeah. P&J would be it different was a, level it was a, yeah 100% it was, a, it was a taste for a, a taste for like the the next level of of being in a band for what sure what it's like like yeah. we were talking about earlier on like, it's like being looked after so you get like the catering side can you get your yeah I've heard the hydro are good for that yeah, yeah. catering beer you've got like security taking you in and out of places but then a little funny side story we had that we had a big crew of us we had two photographers sound engineer the six of us two photographers so we had, yeah we had um, we had um, Sean Defran from Moonlight Zoo and we had um, um, a friend Lindsay Versailles uh, both taking photos and we had um, Dunk was on was on sound and the six of us, but we've got a big case, a big fucking cool box of beer. And I like to have a good a few beers before I play, can relax the nerves a little bit. Fucking can, Do you not have anything? Uh, well no, I, I was like I was dead set on having some of my beers, but then yeah. everybody piled into them. So by the time we were about to go on well, I want to say half an hour before we were due to go on stage, there was no beer left. And I was like, I need to have a beer as soon as I come off stage this fucking come down I was yeah. like I, I, I need a beer so in my rational thinking I was like you know what jumped on my phone and there was like a a Nisa or something just across the hydro bridge you don't think bridge. that's a security guard can you get the bar from <laughs> <laughs> in Finiston there was a shot I, I'll be honest I wanted a bottle of Buckfast eh? oh fuck's sake and, uh, and I don't drink Buckfast at all but I was like I want a bottle of Buckfast and that fucking, fucking brilliant I just, I just want one so I thought it's a 10 minute you got the Buckfast up was that? The no, 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 no. I just went on Nisa. I, I, oh, on, right. uh, just in front of the nearest shop. It was the thinnest thing. It was like, outside the hydro, you've got to cross the big, the big bridge. Yeah, and yeah. And it's a shop right there. That, yeah. So I was like, I can make that. Since I've got long legs. I can I can run that. <laughs> so I ran down, got out the, got out the, <laughs> out the hydro, went running. And at this point, when I was running across the bridge, <coughs> you had all these other people like coming to the gig running past so they have no idea all your fans Hamish well none of these every, everyone there was for catfish and they had no idea who I was I was just some random tall dude running for beer I ran <laughs> to the shop and I got a, a, a case of cans and a bottle right and I thought fuck I'm running out of time I was like I'm going to call an Uber right so this is this is and I, this story ends with me getting banned off Uber for like six months right <laughs> So I called this Uber up and he was like, he was just along the road and a minute later the guy arrives. But this guy must have either started, just started his shift, either been kicked out by the missus or was about to go home because the whole back seats of his taxi were covered in his own stuff, like jackets, boxes, stuff like that, just like personal belongings. And I had this crazy, crazy beer, uh, case of beer and a bottle and I was like, oh, just put me on your feet, mate. 
And I was like, right, cool. So I jumped in this Uber and I was like, hydro ASAP, man. This is just fucking go. So I've got this, this crate on my feet and we pull outside the hydro and I hear, I hear a tinny burst into my feet. Oh. And I'm like, I would have fuck. just like taken it and just put on his jacket. Like, I was, and I was, that's for after your shift, mate. I was like, I was like fuck. And, and he was like, yeah, he goes, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's 50 pounds, mate. That's a spillage charge. That's a, a soilage charge. And I was like, man, you can't do this to me. He says, like, see that there? He was like, I'm playing that and literally fucking 10 minutes flat. I've got oh. to go. No, 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 no. Was so the door locked? The door was open. So oh. I, I got out of the car, but he got out of the car as well. And he's like, where are you going? And he almost like wanted like a set go, like to start a fight or something. And I was yeah, like, mate, yeah. go and fuck off. I was like, I'm going in here. No, 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 Ken, you're going to have to charge you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, fuck you. Sorry, when you go. I was going to say what you should have done was, security, I've got an obsessed fan here. You won't leave me alone. He's trying to follow me into the backstage area to meet Robbie. Uh, <laughs> he wants to call Robbie's here. Like, and I was like, fuck you. I'm out of here. Right? So I was like, fucking bull. So I goes in, get security guy, takes me upstairs. Show was great. Got my beer after the gig. Everything was perfect. Going on was unreal. The whole scenario was awesome. But then when I get backstage after it, I'm thinking, right, fucking that's that. Awesome. What a feeling. What was first, Glasgow or... No, Aberdeen it's was been, first. Uh, uh, Aberdeen was first. Right, okay. So Glasgow was the last night. Yeah, Glasgow last night. So this is in Glasgow, this one. And uh, and then I go my Uber after and say, you've been charged £50 for uh, spoilers charge and aggressive behaviour. Was it? Aggressive behaviour. And I was like, aggressive behaviour. He got the car first. I was like, I, 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 I burst a tin in his front seat. Oh, but so, your car's connected to the app. So just yeah, it so oh, I, I put a complaint and be like, oh, all of his stuff is in the back seat. So yeah. I, I had no place to put put my, but by that time they had taken the money out. Oh, right. So six months I couldn't use the Uber app. Just kicked <sighs> off of it. Man. That was a highlight of night. You just wanted to get a fish in the ball. Yeah, yeah. I can't use Uber for, <laughs> yeah, for six motherfucker. months. <laughs> <laughs> I was raging. Then my girlfriend, she stayed in, um, in uh, Glasgow at the time, so it was quite good. We had like, after the show, got the gear away, went out, had some drink and stuff like that. It was cool. So I've got an vision of what that's like. I take it straight after the show, you did not go and party with catfish in the bottom, and is that not what happened? Well, I can say this now because I don't. The catfish are no longer, I believe, at the minute because they're all they're all. Are they? Yeah, they're all doing their own thing now, apparently. So catfish, that's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. Catfish are the perfect band if you love them, right? So you know when you love a band, like say, because I love say Frank Carter. Mm-hmm. Catfish released three albums. Mm-hmm. They all look the same mm-hmm. and they all sound the same. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. Every other band changes their sound mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. I think now, I, I mean, I love the first Catfish album. I seen them on the first tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I seen them on the second album tour. Um, I seen them at Transmit purely because I wanted to go see Kasabian. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a good live band. Uh, they're just like the under, they just attract like the shitty indie cunts that mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of, but that's what it is. Um, but they, they've they've stopped at a great time. They've realised, right, they've got what they wanted. We've made what we wanted to do. Let's yeah. call it a day. A lot of other bands will go, nah, there's more money and I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. So let's make me a shite. Aye. You know what I mean? So they've, they've, done a, they've done a good job. And you know what I mean? In my opinion, I think, I think they, they knew what they were doing. They've cashed out the boost. Which is absolutely so, fine yeah. because nobody's unhappy. They've got yeah. their money. They've made the records they want to. They've the fan three, bases, three good three. albums. For the who- first album's amazing. The ride was oh. the second. The one with the pigeon on it, or the the alligator, the balcony pelican or something. Or nah, balcony was the first one. Balcony, the, one ride. the pelican, the ride, the, ride, ah, the pelican on the cover, or whatever it was. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, um, so but that, every- that was the that was the the album they were touring when or like yeah, they were playing for me. Yeah. Um, but I, every when you think of a band, you like you listen to their first album, you are like. Fuck, and then you get the next album, and it's like, oh shit, like, mm-hmm. why couldn't they go back to the first album? 
Catfish did that for you yeah. three times yeah. over. You know what I mean? And that's that's the good thing. They, no, kind of thing about yeah, yeah. they, they did what they wanted to for three times over. They've cashed it. That's them done. I think, yeah. I, think, I think they're an awesome band. I think they're yeah. class. But good just, live too. Yeah, 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 really awesome. I, I missed, I got the opportunity to go see them in PJs. Mm-hmm. I fucking turned it down. My mate yeah. Cal Robertson went to go see them. Yeah, no, yeah, he, Cal, um, yeah, yeah. He bought their EP, their CD single for, I want to say Tyrants. All right, yeah, Worth yeah. Worth a fucking fortune though. Yeah. And he gave it away. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Great band, man. Like we got, like you said, um, in, at the, the P&J gig, we had them, um, we were like, oh, because it'd be cool. Can we? We said to the manager, like, can we hang with them or chill out? He goes, it was not tonight, but tomorrow night, hundred percent in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. That, that's totally cool. Yeah. No worries. And we kind of got the vibe that that um that um Van McCann was kind of like a he was the first out with security, first back in the van, didn't particularly like socialising too much. It was totally fine, totally cool. Did they not do autographs and all that? Yeah, all but I can't really get like. You can't really meet fans at the Hydro because mm-hmm. it's a big gate. I can't. Oh, it's totally cool. I was like, no, nah, that's no good at all. But then we had we thought, you know what? They picked us to do those two gigs. Cause that's yeah. awesome. So we got they all chipped and got a nice bottle of whiskey. Fun so band. yeah. Nice. So and um and hide in the hydro were like oh um said this he goes oh the boys are ready for you go through and that we went through to see them and it was strictly no photography no photos no nothing like that. So you can't um, get a photo of like couldn't get a photo bands. with like two bands together. That's nothing, shit. nothing like that. It was like no like cameras. It's fair enough. But yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah. trying to hide the privacy. That's totally. Yeah, they've yeah. always been quite an incognito band. You don't really see many group photos of them or right. nothing like that. There's no no social media presence or anything like that. Nah. And um and so cameras were left at the door. And what a crack! Like we got a bottle of whiskey. So I had a drink and stuff like that. Um, there's a massive pile of guitar picks on the table. So I just took a big handful of them in my pocket. They're all like labelled and not like yeah, yeah, it's the catfish uh, ones. Kind of, I'm oh, nice. just got ten. I've lost them all now. Mate, not a single I've got one. a fucking case for there, like all the gigs up, picks up. Yeah, 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 totally. Such man. a nice thing to catch. Hundred yeah. percent, and, and and I've got to say, like, like I, I, I do it just out of like, if there ever was like a a diehard fucking fan. Have you got a personalised pick? I don't. I don't. No. I, I used. I used to have my sister. My what birthday it was. She got me a whole bunch of pics that said Hammy on them. Right. And I went through them all. And uh, You know what's like cool? You know in the uh, Don't Stop cover? Mm-hmm. Where your arms are like fucking mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. That on one side and your Hammy on the reverse. I've been totally, man. Like, like, yeah. I, I'm totally into that idea. Like, into it. But I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's just out of habit, but being a guy that likes to go to gigs, like like you said it yourself, catching a, a pick of a band that you like is oh, awesome. I've done. I love so it. I'll, yeah. I, so even though if it's a quiet gig and that, I'll just fuck my pick out like, yeah. if somebody gets it yeah. they get it if it gets swept up and put yeah. the band don't get fucked yeah. but there could be that one we played a gig in um, and it was the last time we played Newcastle it was quite a quiet gig it was like a was hundred the Clooney? yeah I'm yes, sure it was I yeah. think yeah yeah um, and it was I say quiet it was maybe like half capacity but there was this guy and little chubby dude in the front row and he knew every, and, and it humbled me to bits because this this guy who I've never seen before Really young little chubby dude. He was singing. And he was stood right in front of me. I was singing every word to every single song. Yeah, he he, want, he like... knew all the fucking words, yeah. the whole thing, the whole time I was playing. He was looking at what I was doing. He was looking at the floor. And I was clicking pedals and stuff. And I was saying, and and, and I'm just in the habit of just like I was ping my pick away. But the, I noticed like we only played for like half an hour, and this one little kid was just like staring at me the whole time. Yeah. So instead of pinging it, I'm just like there, but I gave him it, and he's fucking. Face lit uh, up. like for me, it was like it was just like oh, we can have it, like can take it. But for him, it, yeah. like it must have made his days. Like 
that's what you're after because yeah, like like he says like imagine like if, like if I went to see I don't know if Jimi Hendrix was still alive again sitting watching the whole time like yeah. there's, there's my pick see I'm a firm believer in see some of my favourite bands are small mm-hmm. and I have seen small bands that I love in tiny rooms and like uh, one of the best examples of the excerpts mm-hmm. one of my favourite bands ever and they're just they've been trying for years and they're they're, they're all they're well loved great support mm-hmm. band mm-hmm. they're always just going to be that band that can headline a, a, a small venue but a good venue yeah and you know what I mean like just wee bands like that yeah 100%. They, do, they don't need to be huge to make that difference and that really? you know what I mean like bands like Frightened Rabbit like, like Rabbit yeah, yeah like, they, they, they were getting bigger towards it unfortunately yeah. towards the bitter end of it but yeah. Um, like bands like that, like it's, like it says, you can play broadcast or play Glastonbury. You know, my biggest like, regret in life is, mate. I never got the fucking frightened rabbit Alhambra gig. Uh, didn't go to it. And I, I was, I remember thinking, I was like, I, I did like Frabbit. I liked, I liked to die like a rich boy, and obviously yep, I liked the yep. Midnight Organ fight. Mm-hmm. Fight. Um, and I was gutted. I remember when it happened, and I was like, and then. I remember speaking to to Miller mm-hmm. a couple months ago. Did you go there? I was like, nah, I didn't. It was like, it was fuck. Like, yeah, man, that's one of the. Got that didn't go to it. That's one thing that 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 breaks my heart in music, just from and it's all and it's always like the not to put a, a sad part on, on on the chats and stuff, but like part of it. This is it. Like can, like my favorite band of all time is Big Country, and you've got Stuart, can, yeah, massive fighting rabbit fan. Can, yeah, you've got Scott, and and it's a. It, it it puts it in perspective where if you fucking love a band and you've not seen them before, do go and see them, go yeah, and yeah, see them yeah. because you never know when one day yeah, will happen. It's like, I, I can't know. see them anymore. Like, I'm, I'm I I got to see Motorhead four times, the, the, and I'm, I'm so glad I did. You know what I mean? One hundred percent, man. Like it's devastating. Like like it'd be great. That's why like obviously Stuart's not here anymore. But every time like I I was lucky enough to build a uh, guitar tech and stuff for Big Country a few times. Right. Can go in and start tuning guitars and stuff. I can help on stage. Can do all that stuff. I'm really proud of Bruce and Jamie. Just being able to be there. Yeah. But I wish I was I was older just so I could experience the I band. I wish I was twenty Stuart. years older. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that, man. Like it's. An... I always say I was born in the wrong generation. Yeah, me too. I <laughs> wish I was yeah. in like the early two thousands, kind of like yeah. hardcore scene. That's like that's like my favorite type of music. Yeah. yeah but as well, I love like eighties. Rock and metal. I was gonna like, say, I wish I, wish I was I got born to see like late seventies. Yeah, late seventies. I wish I was uh, born. Just like Uncle Keith, you got me into like ACDC, mm-hmm. Maiden, Saxon, Motorhead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I wish I was in that era. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Music. I mean, music's great these days, eh? But looking back, but I suppose like looking back in forty, like in forty years' time, all like you know, your kids and I'd be like, Uncle Hamish, what was this band like? And you're like, well. Sit then. <laughs> ah, this is it. But I guess it's all gig prices too, man. Like back in, but back then you could go to. In fact, I've got a. In fact, I might. I know where it is. I think it's in the flat somewhere, and it is. Oh, uh, who's the band in the front? Who's the band in the front? Uh I can't remember what band it is in the front. Oh, then Um. I can't remember who's on the front of it. I can't remember, but it's an old newspaper, and my pal at work gave it to me, and it was something like X amount. It was like like ah uh, eight eight pounds or something. Yeah. For a ticket, I'll, when I go home, I'll send you a picture of it. I can't remember what band who the band is, but you'd have like I know price of living and that, and and and, and the money's getting more yeah. and more and more. But the the prices of tickets is one thing that annoys me because. 
you could go and see some amazing bands back in the day for not much money. Yeah. And now some people who are they could be the most diehard fans of any band and they just can't afford to go and see yeah, them. Yeah, no. And it's like it's, it's you know the thing is, well, I thought thing. after COVID prices would go down because everything's on a fucking uh, QR code. Like yeah. I buy tickets. I love. So I've got my frame up there on my tickets mm-hmm. for the last ten years, and I love that. I wanted to do that every ten years yeah, on my ticket display. But every ticket I've had in the last two years has been QR. You think you'd save money because you're not getting you don't have to pay for postage or yeah. to print a physical ticket. It's actually gone up. If anything, you know what I mean, and that's just venues trying to make the money back that they lost over yeah. the kind of and the bands and too, yeah, and then the bands, the bands well. too. And I get it, I totally get it, but there's there's like if you can't sell out a certain venue, and that like blame yourself, like yes, sometimes yeah. that is the case. Like you put your price, your ticket price is too high. That aim the national lottery are doing the thing, so the excerpts are just doing a tour, mm-hmm. and it's buy a ticket. If you get a lottery ticket, you can get bring someone in for free. And that's a great way to bring folk yeah. back into like smaller venues. It's in the, I think maybe the Windsor and Kakodi or something like that they're playing. Right. Um, and that's a great way to kind of bring it back. Oh into yeah, one hundred percent, mate. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, no, totally. Then, but even uh, it's just it's just going up, and it's a lot of money. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, it's especially the 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 thing that I, I notice, and 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 like I guess it's like I'll I'll look at bands in like a sort of like a tier section. Yeah. And so you've got like all that you can you've got your Green Day and your Iron Maiden and and and, and you got all the, the greats right at yeah. the top but you, people will pay fucking I pay 115 for. quid to go see Metallica and 110 to go see Eminem well, I, do, I do it again well this is it right so yeah. you, you'll pay the money to see the greats right then you go down a little tier and you'll have like like say I don't know like say uh, Imagine Dragons for example or Kasabian or, <laughs> or yeah or whoever right Kasabian they still uh, well, I know they're still playing with Serge, but well, you know what I mean. So you yeah. in the tier yeah. section. So you have the greats, and you have these other big bands, and you go down another bit, and then you have like you have your like say, um, uh, Death Vanna, Twin Atlantic. Yeah, they yeah. could sell out the O2 or the Battlelands. Yeah, but the Hydros a wee bit. Then you reach, then you yeah. go down like Twin, and 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 then you go you yeah. go down the tiers, right? Yeah, and it's the it's the the money side of it. So like um, Metallica or look at Iron Maiden, right? Private Jet. They'll have hotels, they've got yeah. security. To be fair to Maiden, though, the money they make in the show, they put back into the show. Have you ever seen a Maiden show? No, no, no. Maiden no, and no. Ramsey and the two bands I can go, I could pay whatever the fuck money mm-hmm. they wanted because the money I put into it, I see in front of me. Yeah. The visual effects. See, and that's that's what you pay for. Amazing. That's the best yeah. thing, right? Ramstein especially. But these guys, the, the, again, they've done it for, for X amount of years, right? But the thing that... And money, okay, these guys have made the money, they're just doing it for the love of doing it, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. Then you go down, and then when you get to like bands for like 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 us and, and other bands at the same sort of level we are, money's a massive issue where it's like, well, right, who's going to pay? You can't charge £60 a ticket because they'll do bad. How much are bands on a field tickets these days? Between, between £12 and £20. I've never, uh, most expensive gig ticket I think we've ever sold is 15 Right. right, and that was. Do not, you make the prices up, or is it no, a promoter it's thing? No, a promoter thing. Right, right. by the venue. Yeah. Much. So, like we and and if you need to make an X amount of tickets, and and you've got right, we're playing a gig. Like our last conversation we had. See, you're playing a, a venue in London, and you're getting paid. I don't know, one hundred and fifty pounds for it. You're that's getting spent on diesel in a van, mm-hmm. and the only really profit you're going to make is if you make if you sell merch or. Mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, like it's, and it's very much a everything's based on money of what you what you make. Yeah. But when you get to a certain level, 
mean, did you watch um? Did you watch the train wreck documentary of Woodstock nineteen ninety nine on Netflix? I know about it because I'm a big Green Day fan. The mud right. fight and the limp biscuit oh, fish and all that. Yeah. Fucking mental, yeah, man! Like, and, yeah. and they charge all this money for tickets, and then it was a fucking shitstorm. Okay? Yeah. And it was like a, I'm not shitting over them. There's a band called Pete and Diesel. Right. They played Alhambra. It's actually put a tick. No, no, no. They played Alhambra, right? And I, I had no idea who they were. Mm-hmm. The uh, Diesel, the, the younger guy, mm-hmm. older, the younger guy, I think his name is Diesel. He was sitting in Monterey Jacks. He sat on table two, a wee corner table. And he had six pints of Star of Pram in the three in the afternoon. And he fucked off. And I, I whenever uh, there's a gig in Alhambra, I always go through through the mm-hmm. set one because we, we die off when Alhambra goes in. I was not doing like, I fucking served him earlier on. <laughs> He was pissed. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How yeah. is he doing that, eh? But they, 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 and look at look at them selling sixty quid a ticket. Sixty quid for where? The Alhambra. That was sixty quid a ticket. Yes, it was sold out. Yeah, sixty quid. Sixty bar a ticket at Alhambra, right? And they sold it out, right? They're from the Highlands of the yeah. Way. So that's like yeah. the mass. They're a huge. Like, everyone's like fucking people. Boom! Went sixty quid a ticket at Alhambra. Really? Sold the fucker out, right? Look at um, and again, I'm not shitting on him. Not a big fan of Jerry Cinnamon, but he's fucking killing it. Like I two hate- nights in Hamden. Sold out. Am I going to play to Old Inn? My old. Yeah. When I was working there. It's crazy. <laughs> he played to Old Inn in the back room. It's crazy. Same with fucking. Uh, crazy. Who's the other boy? Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked at Capaldi gig in PJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's got a good fan base. It's fine. But I just. I don't get Lewis Capaldi. I don't understand why. He's just that guy that got his heart broken and he sings. He's a good singer. Give him his I just don't get it. I don't know how he is at the demand he's at. I'll, I'll, Jerry I'll, Simon was I'll like him. Hamden. I respect him more the fact that like he's built this fan base. Like he's like this is the thing. It's the whole sort of like the band thing. You get hype, you jump on it, you take the opportunity, yeah. boom, you're blown up. Credit when he's due. He's humble about it. He's not a dick. I like him. He's I, so I like, like, like yeah. I, I like. I, think I know of good... people that have worked with him, and mm. they always say like he's a genuine, lovely person. Yeah, he's not. He's not got yeah. an ego. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he 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 knows that what he has could be gone in a heartbeat because it's one of those the next big thing could come along. Yeah, I mean, with Jenna Simmer, I just don't get how he sold it hand in like. I just, just, a, it's just he, I think he, he's it's the fan base too. The fucking let's get the bucket hats on and the flares. Oh fuck that! Fella. He's tailored. He's tailored his craft to, to yeah. exactly who he knows he can sell it to, and and hats off to him because he's he's fair enough. Doing yeah. it, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Well, I feel Liam Gallagher played like a week before or something. Every can just come <laughs> yeah. in Glasgow. And <laughs> you want you want a cool a cool thing, right? So uh, P and J, right in Aberdeen, new venue, okay, new venue. What was it? What was their big venue beforehand in Aberdeen? It was there was an arena in Aberdeen for like like ten years ago. Oh, I don't know. It was near the P and J. It might I think the P and J got renewed. Mm. Was it re, sorry renamed? I don't uh, know. All, all I got told was P and J when I got redone, rebuilt. Like that'll re- be it. Yeah, right? there was a there was a venue there that was that size before. So, well, so I want to say in order, in mm-hmm. order, right? Obviously, your big so you have your headlines, right? Mm-hmm. But in order, technically, right? We were the Whoever supports, so you had a WWE uh, wrestling thing, <laughs> yeah, right? Smackdown. <laughs> Opened up P&J, right? Aye. Then you had Liam, whoever supported Liam Gallagher, yeah. Liam Gallagher. So you maybe you had, so it's WWE, yeah. whatever the support band was, Liam Gallagher, then us. 
and then you had we were the fourth band to play or or the third band to play The Undertaker (laughs) Stone Cold Steve Austin some kind of played the tunnels week before (laughs) William Gallagher was handbind his back and then Hamish Finlayson there we go I thought it was was hilarious I was like fucking hell this is like technically technically the third band or maybe Liam had two support bands but do you know who opened up the Hydro in in Glasgow? I had no idea. Proclaimers. Was it actually? Yeah, because I was good. through I'm there. I'm glad was, it was somebody like that. I was through the uh, at the SECC for Scott Hot, which is a like a cookery thing. When I was at college, basically took a bus through us through through. It's like a convention thing, like to invest in that. Eh? Now nah, we just found a cider stand that gave you examples. <laughs> so, yeah. so there was like three of us. You mind the band the Dixons? Mm-hmm. Um, Squires band. They were called yeah. the Dregs beforehand. Mm-hmm. He was in my class at the time. Me and him and a guy called Liam. We found a cider stand there and we could get free samples. Right? So we'd like, can take a drink, do a wee loop, come back. Uh-huh. We looked slightly different than before. <laughs> we got, home, we <laughs> got, got back in the bus, pissed. Before we got in the back in the bus, we seen the, uh, the Proclaimers. Uh, and they were like, because they, like they were doing a thing outside. They're playing Alhambra soon, actually. Yeah, which is good. The Alhambra getting a, this 100 years mm. this year. Eh? So this year they're getting a lot of decent acts, which is obviously good for my business. Yeah. So, um, I know a Proclaimers tribute band that I know two boys I used to play when I was younger in the, in the oh, pub with the, the Complainers. The Complainers, <laughs> fucking hell. They're awesome, man. That's Pete and John, man. they're awesome. Not rather than Pete and Diesel. Pete and Diesel. 60 quid a ticket. Pete and John, shipping. I think there's a 60 quid a ticket. Yeah, man. I walked in for free instead for fuck all. 60 pound a ticket. Right, beer break. Yeah, fine. I haven't slept in weeks, too busy thinking. She speaks. I have been slept in weeks, too busy thinking. I feel sorry for Reese for having dead at this, but <laughs> we need to fast, we need to drink, so. <laughs> right, so we're chatting about uh, PBJ. Mm-hmm. Fucking what else we're talking about there? Oh. How you were the fourth person to technically play yeah, technically. after Steve Austin and Liam Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking, uh, what's the word? Ray Mysterio in that? Ray Mysterio, <laughs> Right, I'd say we're on a kind of home stretch of the conversation now. Mm-hmm. Just sound. Um, yeah, totally, like, I, honestly, this is obviously the first podcast, and I said before I done, I was fucking nervous. Mm-hmm. I had shit written down. Mm-hmm. I didn't think in what was exactly what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> I remember because we've got the timer right here in the recording. Show, I was like, I want to see if this doesn't see if this is like a twenty-five minute conversation. I'm gonna look like shit, you know. No, I mean? After a few beers, I'll talk like a month. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Get you off our party in two weeks. Um, so yeah, I, it's it's been fucking lovely. Uh, no, I'm it, man. totally chuffed. The, no, it's kind of done this. Um, I've got it was a toss between you and somebody else, mm-hmm. but I thought because. It's nearly like talking to a pal than anything, you know. Oh, well, I mean? yeah, yeah, that's what I thought the start was like. It would be, it'd be easy to, yeah. like, uh, and I was originally using this as my intro episode, but mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm doing this totally ass backwards, like I said before. Mm-hmm. Reese is coming after you to do the introduction mm-hmm. episode, which is like, what the fuck's a podcast? You know, ah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, it's basically the name, too. That, that I, had to uh, be done. Had so, see, when I figured out, I was shit at bands. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I want to do something else that's good. And I'm sick of listening to the podcast mm-hmm. that's like the same shit. So, mm-hmm. if I was uh, if I was like any me talking to you about, right, you got any arm coming out, cool. Let's talk about that for yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's talk about the tour, anything for the future. Cool, that'll be you. I'll see you on him and shit. I didn't want to talk about it. I want to talk like, nah, I'm totally, such man. a fanboy of things. Mm-hmm. I love chatting about everything else. 
So no, that's all too. I've talked to you about everything else you've done as well. I like, I like, like, I, I like, like. It's quite funny because, like, the old Scottish waters like a great elixir for people to, to, to talk. Like, but like, see, like, when you have a. Like, see if you're sitting down in a pub, for example, right? Yeah, you get the best conversations. You're in sitting a pub. talking, right? We couldn't play get a pub tonight. So. <laughs> you, could, you could sit and talk and talk, and then by the time you know it, you've been sitting talking shite yeah, for three years. Yeah, yeah. But it's not until you start recording it, it's like, oh, yeah. It's, it, it, there's nothing better than a natural conversation. Yeah. There's that many things that, like, I've, I've, not even podcast wise, but just like sitting talking to people that you meet at gigs or, or, or anyone really, and you're just like, you're, you're, digging trying to find something uh, some level yeah. ground or and, and that's why I did research I thought like I didn't but know even if there wasn't any research like, I didn't mean you could shoot the shit for oh we like, could you know, no we could thing, totally like, agree it's... yeah but like, I'm glad I had that shit around doing so I know what I was talking about no so, totally man like, otherwise we're just sitting about talking about Dunferm and fucking music <laughs> and you sleeping in brothels you cunt I hope like every other podcast I mean that's not going to happen I've got like four or five lined up mm-hmm. after this mm-hmm. um, and I hope they go as smooth as this a lot of them like the, the ones I've got coming up they're more like bands I love and mm-hmm. with fucking tattoos off etc so I've got no, shit to tell add. me who they are after this like we will um, got shit to chat with that etc and I'm, I'm buzzing to do that mm-hmm. but like you said it's like just chatting to a pal eh? but I, I don't know if I'll be, be, be more nervous you know what I mean I'll be drinking every episode this is the thing we're going to make like 100% I man. need to drink every episode or I won't be as like like flowing, if you will. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I'll be a bit more like. You should, um, you should like if you haven't if you haven't already, you should check out the, the Dance on Tables pod um, podcast because we we made a, a a bit in it where it, we called, is it on iTunes? Uh, no, it's on it's on YouTube. All right, okay. uh, it's over Zoom over the space like four months or something. All right, but we like we made our own jingles. Aye, so like, the, the podcast is broken up with our own jingles. Like we wrote the jingles and stuff, and then we had like a drink of the week. And all this sort of thing, so it's like with all like just anything to break up those fucking pub quizzes on a Friday yeah, night, yeah, and, and, and the walks you do in your during the day. Yeah, and you'd, you'd go, you'd go away and, and and try and or go online and try and buy the most weirdest, creepiest beer you could find, uh, and you'd vote and see who got the the best drink of the so week. That's the thing. All these podcasts, it's like so. Like I am, this is my first episode. I don't want. I, I mm-hmm. don't want to make a career of this. I'm just doing this as for fun. Mm-hmm. I want to do something because I love music so much. I can't make music. I've accepted that. It's fucking shit. <laughs> but I'll do something where I can talk to fucking music and try mm. and like, mm. just, I just want to chat about music all the time. But I don't know, I'm not going to be one of those cunts like, Bluetooth, let's talk about, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, advertising yeah, totally. fucking erection tablets. <laughs> I'm like, like, Hamish, what are you drinking tonight? Well, Cal, I'm drinking a stout pale ale from this independent brewery company. <laughs> yeah, We're not going to talk about that. Yeah, We're yeah. drinking fucking Corona. <laughs> it ruined the world, Corona. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, that's all, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'll be. I don't know. We'd be weird. Just be like I'll be. There's like nothing better than a natural conversation. Like I said, man, like, you, you can talk. You can talk to so many people, and it's like ah, oh, fucking, man, like digging away, digging away. And like, yeah. When you start talk, like most men, like look at the uh, like the the king of podcasts. In my opinion, look at Joe Rogan. And he's got podcasts go for like three, four hours. And you're just sitting talking. I bet Hamish, we're not taking DMTs here. Now. Yeah, okay, no, we're maybe not... for number two, we will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not smoking weed and taking DMT. And fucking got like three pills of alpha brain and fucking bend the hatch. You know I don't mean? have a Jamie. Like, Jamie, get this up for me. <laughs> yeah. Get Dancing on the Tables podcast yeah, up on, yeah, on the get, screen get, for me. Get some kind of laptop fucking thing <laughs> shit off the screen. That's what Reese is for, right? He's good at the editing. Like, Reese, he just sit there for four hours and just accept it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, Reese. I'm not like a motherfucker when you get it. <laughs> <laughs> right, home stretch of it. Right, so um, your first gig back was PJ's. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you've done a few things since then, done a few festivals. Mm-hmm. Your yep. last thing you did was a gig down in Birmingham. Yeah, festival in Birmingham. Yeah, festival. Yeah. Uh, we talked with Slive down there. You're yes. playing Aberdeen and Edinburgh, yep. 20th and the 19th. Yeah, and this weekend coincides yeah. Sunday. Um, tunnels and Sneaky Pete's. Sneaky Pete's, yeah. sorry, right, okay. Nice view. It's, it's almost sold out because it's nice and sweaty and, and yeah, they sell sneaky pizza. So it's, yeah, it's, it's that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good venue. Like right, plus the yeah. fringe too, so you have busy streets. Yeah, up. I was at the fringe on a Wednesday for Frankie Boyle, mm. and that was a Wednesday. Wednesday night, and it was fucking mental. So yeah, yeah. for a Saturday or Sunday, you'll be banging. So. Love Frankie Boyle, man. That was class. Um, so you got the album coming out on October. The... October, t- I want to say twenty third. I might be wrong. You fucking have this ingredient yeah, in your head, mate. This is Happier. this is the ten years. I'm slightly retarded. Yeah, I was. Forget- <laughs> <laughs> I was forget you. Because the one is like, don't smoke loads of hash in your early teens, man. And then you, you remember <laughs> shit more. <laughs> don't get me on Clanglish. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Don't sit in his port on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's the key. I love Monday Club, it's a good wee thing. I hardly go to it these days, eh? But it's always it's always a good wee thing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um right, so you got that coming out. Mm-hmm. Anything else you got coming up in the future you wanna go on a Stodcast exclusive? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're gonna tour the album in November. Um hopefully try and get these visas sorted out, get across to the States towards the end of the year, starting next year. Um and that's really get the videos out, get the get the album out, tour it. Uh, tour it as far as we can. Europe, I think we talked about earlier on, what yeah. Europe so bad. Um, tour it there, and just keep on plugging away. That's that. That's only like. What do you do after an album? Because the thing with you guys is right. I actually I've got a list of your songs here. You just really single after single. Mm-hmm. Maybe then an EP, mm-hmm. then a single, a single, a single. Like, are you gonna keep doing that after the album? I take it you've just gotten so sick of album two's on, on in the works pretty already. Much already, yeah. uh, are you just not gonna do singles anymore. Well, yeah, it'll be singles then. Like, like I don't, I don't know what, what. Um, we've definitely got songs ready for the set a second album for sure. Right. Um, you don't want these songs to get lost. That's the thing. Like, no. I think you should, I think eventually you should make a wee compilation CD or a, yeah, or a yeah, vinyl yeah, yeah, yeah. with just all the tunes that you've had. Like, mm-hmm. see, um, mm-hmm. a, a body with a zebra on the cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. love that song. I really did, and I said Thanks, that to you. Man. Of all the songs, like that was a good tune. Um, but you got so many like. Can just singles that you mm-hmm. stick on because I feel like when it's on MP3, they just kind of get lost in the fucking wilderness. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, no, totally, man. Like, then I, I must, I must say, um, that this is I've never felt pressure like this before. Having bringing it like a like your first ever album, yeah. it's just like it's like it's like a pregnant woman for nine months. Can you're just waiting for this thing to come? I said it's been eleven years. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're just hopefully everything's gonna go okay, and you're and you're. And you just want everything to be fine, and and it's in in my opinion, and and it's a collective of the guys is like it's the, it's the peak. Not I don't even say the peak. It's the the best stuff we've written and the best stuff we've recorded to date. So first thing, you only like, get one chance to write your first album, mm-hmm. and you've had eleven years. I'm extremely proud of and it, and a lot of yeah practice um, doing it. So it's uh, extremely proud of it, and when it comes out, there's 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 be heartbreak tunes. There's some absolute. How many songs? Is it twelve. Uh, there's ten or twelve, something like that. Yeah, from forty to thirty to twelve. Yeah, to and ten. then mm-hmm. there's some, some, some leftover for something else, maybe. You and... like we iTunes Deluxe. Mm. Then we've, we've already, we've already. There's a whole bunch in the works already, but not like a, so, so far. Um, 
definitely it's the best work that we've done so far yeah. and uh it's a big mixture kind there's there's big ripping guitar solos and there's, there's big drums and there's nice laid back piano bits and that so it's a, it's a very much a yeah an all round and, and a, a well kind of in my opinion a well thought out in order and it's, it's it's one of these things I'm not going to do an Adele and be like, no, you can't. You hear that Adele with the, the, the shuffle button? No, you ever hear that? Oh, you kind of listen to an album on shuffle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that in some, there's some mm. albums you should not listen to on shuffle. Mm-hmm. I agree. Ken, I don't think Adele's one of them. Yeah, 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 I agree with you too. <laughs> I shouldn't listen to Adele at all. But you, you shuffle this album, but it's, it's very, it, a lot of thought got put into the order and out of it. And, uh, it was, and if you listen to it, listen to it. If you don't, you don't, you don't care. But it's, it's a. No, I'll definitely listen. I'll definitely buy a copy too. I'll Thanks, be the first man. person on a on Dancing on Tables Bandcamp <laughs> pre-order CD, pre-order the the vinyl the vinyl bundle. I get a wee t-shirt and a hoodie and a wee postcard with it. Yeah, it's cool. I'll I, I'll, I'll I'll let you hear some 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 tunes after this and see what you think of. But yeah, no, super proud of it. And uh, that's pretty much it of what we've got going on. After that, any anything you want? Any dreams you aspire to do? I'm going to assume because you're Scottish and, like me, you love the Barrowlands. Mm-hmm. The Barrowlands. Right, can I tell you, right? Yeah. I hate to, right? It's so mind I got on stage with Frank and got to sing that song. Yeah. I will admit it's the biggest stunt I've ever had in my life. And mm-hmm. I've just felt unfulfilled as fuck with life yep. since then. Yep. Do it. I want it, like, you, can, my, uh... you will do it one day. And it's a fucking stunt of a feeling. It was my fucking gig. I just was lucky enough to get on stage mm-hmm. and do it. And it was so fucking amazing. Barrowlands is, yeah. is is on the bucket list. Barrowlands. You've done King Tut's. Eh? You sold at King Tut's. Yeah, I, 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 I this is really dickish. I've played King Tut's loads of times. I can't remember. I can't remember how many headlines, or how many supports. But yeah, King Tut's. I sold at King Tut's as a dunt in the hat. You know what's a? You know what is like a a great fucking hit is just like, and for me anyway, it's just having people singing your tunes back to you. Like we were talking like about that earlier on. Guy. From like that Newcastle, yeah, yeah, like and even did you ever find out his name? Did you ever? No idea. Did they follow your Instagram? Yeah, uh, no idea. He's following your requests and DMs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, like those two gigs before lockdown, the the the, the Aberdeen Edinburgh, yeah, both sold out, unreal, and and everyone was there singing the tunes back. That did be... you gain a lot after Catfish? Do you think? Do you think anybody that came to the Catfish gigs? Because you do get those fangirls. Like I've seen it with bands. That when a band supports another band, the fans need to I also th- yeah. love said band. You know what I mean? So I think I think that's yeah. what made those two gigs the best because they were when we played Catfish in the in November. Lockdown happened in March. It was March the tour. Yeah, and then yeah. um, we had an um, Aberdeen sold out tunnels was incredible, um, and yeah, and and yeah, one hundred percent. I think if, if if you start um, and that, that's another. Like I said earlier on, what's going on in the future? Like our one of our main goals is to jump on the back of a higher tiered band, cut about and tour with them, so you can, yeah. you can build that fan base. You can build, you can gigs get bigger. Then that way, you, if you do that for a certain amount of months, you can you can split off yourself and you you can take those fans with you. That's thing is really you're that kind of band and kind of people. Mm. If you have the opportunity, you're not gonna be a cut and hold it to yourself. Mm. You'll be like as soon as you find that little band and. The Even, whole thing is not being cunty. Yeah, about yeah, it. that's the that's the thing. There's a lot of bands with a lot of egos. Yeah. Who go, right, we're done with this scene. We'll see you cunts later. We're away the big leagues. Yeah. 
and they'll forget about the wee guys. Yeah, like and I mean, I mean, like I mean, I mean, th- this podcast alone, like there'll the, the, the be people that listen to this be thinking, "Who the fuck is this Hamish cunt?" Mate, I, I, I literally, I'm a fucking between nobody, right? Me, young Calangus, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean. Mum and Gran, <laughs> five folk. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Like, the, the, there's like, the, the, like I've been on a bunch of podcasts before, and. Like generally, I'm like an absolute nobody playing play no, the band and stuff. But this is the thing, though. It's like if if you're not a cunt about it, and you, and you're just like, yeah, we do something that's kind of cool. People like it, awesome. You don't like it, still awesome. Yeah, fine, fair yeah, enough. That's fine. And there's no, but a lot of bands have a thing where it's like, you don't like my band, well then fuck you. You don't know what you're missing. Yeah. We we play indie, Scottishy, poppy, rocky yeah. kind of stuff. That's not your thing. Totally cool. Like me, me and Cam are sat in this room right now, and there's there's, there's Heavy metal everywhere. I've already spoke to you about this. I'm not like your music is not my taste, but 100. I obviously being pals with you and yeah, no yeah. Robbie for school got me into it. This but I would it. never just sit and listen to it. But mm. I respect it, and if I could get the fucking time off work, which I never do, <laughs> I'll go see it. You know, what I mean, thing, I think that the biggest thing about the, the, the whole thing is just not being a. If you're if you're, if you're, if you're not a cunt, and like great, can and and, and you can kind of think. You'll, you'll build a bigger fan base, I think, and, and if you're nice to people, like, this sounds really, really cheesy, but, like, quite a lot, we'll have people who are, like, a, a fan, be like a, I don't know, like a, like somebody's mum or somebody's sister or their, their wee yeah. cousin and their pals at school, and it's one of their birthdays, and we'll get a DM, you're like, can you please just wish my pal a happy birthday, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, of course. So we'd be yeah. rehearsing. We're like, oh, happy birthday to, I don't know, fucking yeah. Stacey, Ken, yeah. have a great day. And then boom, you've got like, her and all her pals will follow you and yeah. they'll come to your next gig. Yeah. So but if you're just like, fuck, I'm not fucking yeah. singing. Like, I'm too big for Stacey. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not fucking saying happy birthday to some kind of whoever. Yeah, is. child, yeah. That's like, I think you're going around the wrong way about it if you, if you, if you, don't, if you don't do that. I mean, yeah. what you got to lose, you say, oh, you're making, you're making some wee boy and girl or, or mum or grand's day and you'll you'll gain people to like your band. Yeah. But if you be a kind of like nut, they'll say, well, they'll, they'll just think you're a knob then. Like, uh, the Dunfermline scene, these are like one of those, there are some cunts in the Dunfermline scene, <laughs> but it shouldn't be in the Dunfermline scene, not naming fucking names. I'm not naming names. Yeah, there, there's, there, there's, yeah. um, That's only from working there. The price, fucking the, with them. the price of being, of being like a half decent yeah. human being is, is zero. So just, just because you've got a fucking headline slot in December doesn't mean you can be a cunt to everybody. You yeah, know what I mean, just be nice yeah. and, 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 and say thank you. Say as well. Man see if some cunt buys your t shirt. Yeah. Say thank you. Yeah. I feel bad. I didn't buy that CD. Robbie gave me a list. I said thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I, I, for me, that's a big part of it has been like, like, like you said, we're talking is. There's so many people and and bands that are just. I think they're all we're talking about egos and that earlier on. There's a lot of bands that be the firm or be and all around the fucking world that are just they're so tied up in their own thing, being like, oh, they've not made it yet, or they're just like, but we are like we're 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 this big fucking struggle yeah, that you can't yeah, penetrate. Yeah. Like you're all just fucking human beings. You probably still stay with your mum. Yeah, like you st- you're still working the co-op on a Thursday. Yeah, like yeah. don't be a cunt. Just be a nice person, and and you you, in doing that. You'll notice everything else will go around about it. I know. It's like, to be, I'm a total prick sometimes. Eh? So this well, me too. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm a pure I, dick. I'm, 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 I, I, I am an absolute wanker. <laughs> but I'm a nice wanker. Yeah, I know. Right? And like, like, even like, see, after gigs, like one of the main things, and I'm kind of bad for it, right? That you play a gig, nine times out of ten, see people that go to gigs, they want to 
meet the band and talk to them and just have a, hu- a human conversation. Do you with got the them. bar straight. Well, of course you do. Well, like. I, I, I usually go for a smoke and I'll come back in, but Robbie's straight there talking to people. Yeah. Like, t-shirts being just being nice. Yeah. The amount of bands that I've watched that they'll play a gig and just uh, fucking fuck off. Fuck yeah. Off. Why? Yeah. Why? You're not going to gain anything. No, nah, you're going to really. gain fuck yeah. all. I'll go out for a smoke, sit and chill out. Nine times out of ten, half the room will be out for a smoke, yeah. sitting saying hello, blah blah. Thanks yeah. for coming, blah, blah. And that kind of that's how you get contacts too. That's how you get a lot. Yeah, that's how you get a lot of growth. It's just yeah. actually coming down to like a, 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 I want to say a human level, just be like talking to people. Yeah, they're just paying money to see you play some fucking music. It's a social media thing too. Like that one person that you talk to, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a fag with them, and then they share your post on Facebook. Then it just so happens that their cousin knows somebody and like. Mm-hmm. Mate, this band, come and yeah, see them. You know, one hundred percent, man. And and I think that's what a lot of bands, in my in my opinion, are slacking is just not not being transparent and not not being just like just being nice and be like, oh, talk to people, fucking say hello, thanks, yeah. for, thanks, for, like see comedians all the time after the after the show, thanks for coming, like thank like thank you've paid money to come and see yeah. me play you music, thank you, like, yeah, that, that's great, Standard, I appreciate yeah. that. I get, I, I get bigger accent. I bet I get bigger accent straight in a car, like mm-hmm. uh, in the Alhambra. You get folk that they won't turn the house lights off yeah, for yeah, about yeah. ten seconds for the cunts to get out there before yeah. anyone comes out. They're gone. Well, which I get like, a bigger act, but yeah, like Madison Square Garden, like Led Zepp. Yeah, straight off the stage in a in a car. Blink one eighty two at the Hydro did that. Really? Yeah. yeah I, they had Travis playing a wee drum solo at the end, so like Mark and uh, <laughs> Thingy could fuck off. Just, it's just I get I guess when you get that certain level, you you'll get bombarded with people like, oh, give me money, fucking, yeah. oh, well, I want chat. Yeah. Just, just like, I guess when you get a certain level, you'll get that kind of thing. It's like if you win the lottery and you tell everybody, everyone's going to come and try to mute chat. Oh yeah, everybody's going to be pals with yeah. you. Yeah. So it's like if you're at that stage and you go outside for a fag outside the Hydro yeah. or wherever. It would be like, oh, my, okay, my dog's dying of fucking, like, yeah. like um, oh, sepsis. Oh, it's me for a walk. Yeah. yeah. Like, but just be nice. Don't be a cunt and be nice. What's your merch situation these days? Are you still doing t-shirts? It's on its way, still... yeah, yeah. I've got uh, t-shirts have just, just arrived. For my gran and Uncle Angus. <laughs> t-shirts have just arrived. <laughs> just arrived. <laughs> t-shirts just arrived. Hopefully, album CDs are going to arrive soon. Um, vinyl, we talked about earlier. Yeah. That's in question. I want to get lighters, pin badges, all, all that's just merch, merch, merch. One of the best merch I have is an inter-shikari condom. Mm. Yeah. I've got mm. some weird shit. I've got Twin Atlantic sun cream, <laughs> inter-shikari condom. I've got, like, bands are doing hot sauces these days. Yeah. I really yeah, I mean, want to bring in my own hot sauce so bad. Dancing on the sauce. I, 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 I can't imagine I can't think of a good pattern. It's probably <laughs> dancing on the sauces or something, I, I, you know what I mean? I couldn't imagine anyone, though, like, fucking yeah. taking this bird bath from the bar <laughs> and they put on a jolly and my face is on the end there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a contraceptive in itself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that, that's going to make no babies. <laughs> hey, you, got, you need to get a sticker. I need a sticker for my wall over there. Yeah, I'll get you a sticker, man. I'll get you a sticker. I'm looking at Johnny. Jurex <laughs> <that's> <laughs> on tables. <laughs> right, on that note, Hamish, it's been a pleasure. No, As always, thank man. Thank you, brother. We're all good. Um, yeah, Dancing's album comes out on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. No, the fucking Hamish knows by heart. Yeah, something like that, 23rd of October, October. I believe. They'll be touring in November. Yep. And it's, be nice, don't be a cunt. Be nice, don't be a cunt. And yeah. this has been the first episode of Stodcast, so it sounds like shit, I am so sorry. <laughs> Me and Hamish should just have to get drunk again and redo the whole thing. Well, that's uh, maybe a bad thing. Exactly. Right, ta-da. Cheers, man. So how you do I